0: Hi everybody, this is Travis from The Berm Show. Lower 22 Vets is a social media platform exclusively for active duty and veterans. Connect, communicate, and network with your own. Sign up is free and easy with giveaways each month. Download on Apple Store or Google Play.
1: Oh, it's been going good, man. How's yours been? Oh, yeah, you know another another uh wonderful day it's friday though i <laughs> can't complain didn't work today so i can't complain
0: oh that's awesome man yeah i mean i'm happy it's friday as well it's been a long week so <laughs> um yeah so for everybody joining in um we got fellow navy veteran here which is rare i, I don't i haven't had many navy people on my wife didn't ask me that. she's like when's the last time you had a navy person and i'm like crap you know what? i think i've only had one Navy fellow Navy uh, alum on here, so uh, we got Thomas Moore here, who's also a uh, purple belt in BJJ, one of the best in the world. We got some tournaments coming up from what you were saying, so yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm excited to dive into a little bit about yourself and how you even got to where you are because it's crazy. I don't know how you that transition. That's that's crazy. How does one go from <laughs> veteran to to BJJ? You know.
1: No, it it really just happened because when I first got out, it was September 2011, if I recall right, and um, when I left there, I was trying to decide, am I going to stay in San Diego, California, or will I move, uh, and where would I move, so uh, Georgia, I just ended up being a transplant out here to Atlanta, like millions of other people since I came, and I the BJJ journey, uh, it was probably five, four or five years later, cause you know the transitioning out is like the yeah yeah it's that's a whole nother uh <laughs> whole another conversation, oh, yeah. but yeah BJJ started like 2016 when I when I made it to Georgia, I just happened to see a gym, and then I guess it's kind of similar to uh, who was it Adam I think you uh, interviewed yeah says, but a guy i wasn't thinking about a guy choking me with his feet or something man that that. <laughs> if anything it kind of had me i don't know i was lost because I, I used to just I always love weight so i i was really pondering about it and then i was just like um i see it as a challenge so so let me go and uh see see what is this uh bjj thing about because at first i just wanted to do mma just to do something to, to stay like in shape but then they were like, uh, "You have to partake and uh, at least be a blue belt in BJJ before you you could do anything MMA wise." Oh wow! And once I started doing it, I was like, oh, "I'm thirty plus. <laughs> I probably don't need to be taking shots to the head like that because uh, uh, the military is enough as a shot to the head." <laughs> but uh, so that that, that was kind of how I stuck with it and um, been doing it ever since. Like it's it's been a long. Long journey, even though they call it a general sport, is is pretty uh pretty intense. Oh, I bet. And then
0: I mean, I I tried it for like a month when I first got out of the Navy. And I got humbled pretty quick. And I was, I was like, I'm not sure if I like this or not. It was a, a purple belt as well. All I remember is he was a purple belt. He's an older guy, kinda chubby. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm oh, I think I was twenty two. And he had to be like in his forties or fifties. I was like, okay, I can just like athletic my way out of this
1: situation.
0: Yeah. But man, he was just wrapping me up like a pretzel. Every, every time I tried to move out there seemed like there was a freaking a forearm around something or a leg <laughs> around. something. I was like, what is going on? I was uh, like, yeah. Going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then mm-hmm. that's where I've gained the respect of like, you just don't mess with anybody on the street because like, this old man looks like he's just some old man until he grabs you and then you're unconscious, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah my mine was a uh, mine was different because he, I like I said, you know, in, in, in the military, all you was doing because uh, I was in Afghan before I ended up going back to San Diego probably a couple months before I got out. So GNC was just sending unlimited amount of products. So you know, we're just on creatine, protein, lifting weights. <laughs> when you're not uh, crossing the wire or either, uh, what is it? Detainee operations. So um, yeah, I was I was pretty strong. So I was going against a little Asian fellow named Peter Chow. Uh, what is it, Peter something? I'm trying to remember Peter last name. <laughs> Peter, like 145, 150, and, and he is a purple belt. Of course, he, he kept choking me, but I kept prying out because I was strong, but it, eventually you get fatigued because uh, the muscle weight don't benefit you, and uh, this is a strength slash cardio slash get you in awkward positions where you don't have to use as much strength. Then the technique kind of benefits. That was kind of peeing me off though, because I was like, "Man, how's this little <laughs> dude just steady choking me up, man?" And I can't, I can't get him off my back. I can't get him, uh, you know, from steady maneuvering around me. And that that was probably what really had me intrigued in a way. Had me pissed, but but intrigued, but like I was humble, you know. I I wasn't pissed on some how he beat me. I was more pissed, like damn. I thought I would have performed better. Like (laughs) I thought I was an athlete, yeah, in the military, but uh, lifting weights and just uh, you know passing a PT uh, (laughs) is quite different. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's that's very different. I mean, PT. I mean, we yeah apply it to like MMA or anything like I, it's funny. my no. first job when I got out of the Navy I was working at at Lowe's when I first got out I was going yeah. to college and I was working in garden in San Diego at the Mission Valley Mall down or area Lowe's down there I God, saw dominant Cruz I saw dominant Cruz getting soil like some garden <laughs> soil or something and I was like I remember telling everybody, I was like, man, that guy can just like mop everybody in here, and he's so little. He's like the smallest yes. man I've ever met in my life. Fatigued.
1: yeah, yeah. He looks sexy. Yeah, I was sweet. like,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't mess with that guy. That's all. <laughs> that's all I know. And it was like around the same time I got, you know, just rolled up by the the older guy. So I was like, this sport in general is, is just is such so weird because it's so misleading. Like, um, like even today I saw something. That Yo Romero actually won. And I was like, man, he's still kicking, you know, but that's just yeah. so crazy about the sport. Like, I mean, he's built like a superhero, but he like is. Th- the sport is so weird in that sense that it's like some a lot of guys might not look extremely swole or Jack, like you'd see in other sports or whatever, but their technique and they got like different muscle fibers being used like okay. a like a cane Velasquez is one of those guys <laughs> think of kind of chubby, mm-hmm. but man, he got he had the motor of like nobody else when he was and he was healthy, but um, yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to dive into, um, you know, what into your Navy history and stuff. So what, what were the inspirations for you to to join in, in, in the good old American Navy?
1: Well, the the inspirations was uh, I grew up in a small town, uh, Marshall, Texas, and uh, I couldn't get like a full uh, like sports scholarship for like track. And uh, like the rest of the academics at a big school, like I wanted to. So University of Texas and uh, i trying to think of the other ones. There's a few other ones where I was like, damn, and ain't give me a full scholarship. And I'm not trying to go if I'm not getting a full ride. And that that's really where I shifted and was like, hey, I tell you what, I'm going to actually go to the military. And my mom didn't want me to go at all. I mean, like she was begging <laughs> me not to go. And... Um, Navy just happened to be the branch I chose because it it was big on uh, a lot of National Guard influence out there. But I I don't think I would have tried any of the, like, the Reserves. Whatever branch I would have applied to, it would have had to be uh, full active duty. And, uh, of course, once you get out, and like I said, lifting a lot, everybody swear I'm in the Army, or Marines. Yeah, (laughs) because I guess Navy, they think we're just going to be fat, like truck drivers or something. So, uh, (laughs) I, I don't I don't know where that myth started because even back in the day I, I didn't think they were fat usually we just drink a lot I guess that that myth is uh well maybe that one is true yeah. that, that, <laughs> but, uh, true. that, that <laughs> was the reason why I joined though um uh, because uh I didn't get a full scholarship and then uh I just said hey you know what I'll go ahead and serve my country and that that was how I went because 9-11 had happened uh my senior year at the beginning mm-hmm. but at that time i still i still didn't have my mind made up because you know you're in high school my mm-hmm. mind wasn't made up like uh i ran into other patriots while, while we were in the military saying hey i already had my mind made up i was like hey i didn't even know what i i i, I decided uh it was probably right after right after new year's or something when i said you know what <clears throat> I'm tired of waiting around, so I, I'll go ahead and uh, talk to this uh, Navy recruiter, take the ASVAB and see where it goes. Well,
0: that's kind of the cool thing about like like I'm one of those ones that had their mind made up like I was <laughs> going to go military. But mm-hmm. having talked to a number of folks already, it's all different for everybody. Like some folks are like, yeah, I was like 20 something. And my life wasn't just like like kind of like you're saying, you know, it's like I just need to do something, so like, I'm going to join the military. Mm-hmm. and so that's what's so cool about it i think like um everybody has like this perception that it is like you know like at a young super young age like man that's what i'm gonna do i mean i even gagged when i graduated high school <laughs> i had that whole like do i really want to do it phase but then i was like all right yeah. you know i i've lived out or as out of college or high school long enough to know that this kind of sucks like the grind's different yeah um <laughs> So yeah, everybody's journey is a little bit different too, but the fact that you did it is freaking awesome. You know how many people get to did say that. Did you join right away? I joined. Um, so I graduated in May, and then I actually signed up in like September of two thousand and seven, and then I went to boot camp in February. So I had like that long layoff where they kind of like let you work out and stuff, and with the recruiters. Mm -hmm. even then i was like there's some times where i was like do i really want to do this you know it's like i was living in texas at the time and i was just like i don't really know what part man um like north northwest on the border of like oklahoma it was a small town amarillo cattle mills
1: okay because i I used to pass through amarillo uh when i used to go to oklahoma city a lot but yeah that's the only reason why i remember that it's a small
0: town yeah i went
1: (laughs) I grew up in
0: California I lived here my whole life and in my last year of high school my, my folks moved out there mm-hmm. I went from a small school in California like I grew up in the country and then moved out there and I went from like a small school to an even smaller school I graduated with like 40 people
1: I was like oh you was crazy. okay yeah like a 20 yeah. okay yeah now, of those, what part in California is SoCal or, or n- North,
0: North Cal, Cal. North oh, Cal really
1: different up there yeah the Bay Area all that stuff yeah wow
0: yeah, wait. So we're like, uh, grew up east of that, so it's like all rural and agriculture and mm-hmm. stuff like that. California is a weird state like that. It got a little bit of um, a little bit of everything. You know, you got the beaches, exactly. and mountains, and you know, the the country area. Like we had horses, and are they still doing my folks stuff, horses and all that mm-hmm. good stuff? You know, so it's it's funny because like when I when you're in boot camp where you go to a school and stuff, and you get a they give you like a list of places you can kind of pick. I think yeah. where they're doing that. The dream list.
1: I think that's what they called it for.
0: It's <laughs> a no
1: send But they told us you have a list like you have options. <laughs>
0: that list was uh, all lies. I put California I swear, on, the, man. on the bottom. I was like, I'm from California. I want to get the hell out of here. And I got stationed in Coronado. It's like, oh,
1: this ah, is great. Wow. <laughs> that was my last location was uh, North Coronado. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, you, where were you uh, stationed at? Or uh,
1: fast Facts, San Diego, but we was on Coronado. So it, it's like a radar facility because uh, my job when I was in the Navy was air traffic controlling. And uh, mm-hmm. when I ended up getting, well, I'm trying to think where do I start? So let me let me start it out from the beginning here when we're talking <laughs> about the Navy. <laughs> so I can tell the story right. So when I finally got out of high school, I had to wait a few months like you to October. So I. Graduated the end of May, so I had to wait to October. So what I did, I worked at like a water burger or something. I didn't do like the little uh, PT things because if I knew that, I would have did it. So I would have started off like E three, but uh, I waited to October. And when I went to boot camp, I was so used to seeing everybody showing the shows like what is a Full Metal Jacket, thinking, oh, this is about to be the worst shit. Let me be prepared. <laughs> so you know, of course, the first day they they drag you. Up around just filling out paperwork but they keep you up to like what two in the morning and then they wake you up at five you remember or, or it was something maybe that's how they did us in 02 uh, but it was I, like that. It was brutal it oh was, yeah yeah, yeah. It was the first day that was probably the worst because i had to piss like hell <laughs> when they told us tap taps because i was like what is taps taps <laughs> and they said yeah that means you got to get in the bed and, and then i said damn i got to piss but they wanted you to you know wait to a drug test so my first day sucked because I was damn near about to piss myself. <laughs> Kept walking, pacing back and forth. Couldn't sleep because, like I said, they wanted you to wait so everybody could drug test that, uh, that first day. And um, that's probably the biggest relief out of everything was when I finally got to take that piss because <laughs> I was over there, like, <laughs> on the wall. Man. <laughs> Legs were shaking like, I can't hold it anymore. <laughs> but, uh, man, it was actually cats who walked in the corner pissing on some random stuff that that was but you know how it is military is (laughs) military (laughs) is extreme but after the first couple weeks of boot camp you know you get used to the routine so it, it, it wasn't so bad other than me leaving Texas I was in Chicago during the winter time so that was was a different type of cold windy city and and yeah wearing a scarf I wasn't familiar with that hands cracking I guess because the wind and all that I wasn't I wasn't familiar with that part but after boot camp because I was a grad and go I was able to go home so you know that's cool but went to a school out there in Pensacola oh yeah and I was out there like six months because uh the air traffic controlling school we had a high fail rate but we also had like a little wait, wait time I guess because a lot of undesignated people would try to go there as well so I think I waited like a month and a half before school started and Then school was like three months or something, four months, something like that. Mm-hmm. But after that, which I had a lot of fun in Pensacola, I, I partied there where I went, hang going a lot. Yeah. Because you know, I, I was 17 when I first signed up and uh, my birthday came in April. So that's why my mom was like, no, I don't want to do it. And I said, well, when my birthday hit, I'm gonna sign up for the Navy anyway, cause I'll be 18. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm going back and forth, but
0: no, you good. Yeah, it's it's funny because moms are the ones that always freak out, man. My mom is the same yeah. way. Everybody's oh, yes. mom. Everybody says their mom. You know, nobody talks about their dad or grandpa, <laughs> uncle. Nobody. It's either like grandma or mom, are just like uh-uh. They're just yeah, like so anti doing it. I don't know what the deal is. It's funny.
1: Maybe dads do it more with the women, so you know, you, we'll probably have to ask more women to get their point of view with it. Maybe True. I don't know. <laughs> i know me as a dad i'm i'm kind of different yeah i'm uh, yeah maybe maybe i'm like the navy was i'm more of a deterrent when it comes to like uh getting on the kids i'm gonna deter you from uh wanting to do any of this type of stuff (laughs) while the wife is more nah yeah the wife is very friendly yeah i'm not gonna lie my wife my wife is uh yeah she'll let them have everything (laughs) i want them to earn it so they know what it's like to earn something but she's like uh Let's just give it to him. I'm like, no, nah, I, I don't wanna do that. <laughs> See, I am like that. I say that,
0: but then I do the opposite, especially with my daughter. My son, I'm a little bit harder on, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm I don't know why, but I hold him to a higher standard. He's he's a firstborn kid, so I'm just like, hey, okay. dude, like this is you gotta set like be a role model almost, but my daughter, man, she just like does stuff and she's knocking stuff off, and she starts smiling at me. I'm like, I can't even get mad. Like, come on. What, what's yeah, the man. gap? What's the age difference? Uh, she just turned one. to Three years, three year difference. Ah. Uh, so yeah, I'm a oh, okay, sucker. Okay. I'm a sucker, man. When it comes. Are so you gonna have more
1: kids? Are you done? Um, that's a wrap, man. Man, I told if my I do, wife the same thing, man. We're we're at five, and she's talking about I want more. And hey, and you're that's the alive. thing. Yeah, are well, still alive. <laughs> Man, I should have got my stuff snipped. (laughs) So it wouldn't be a option. (laughs) I don't mean to talk too navy why you know how we we don't keep it Disney in the military, but yeah, man, I should have got it snipped because my wife wanna have more. Like we're we're doing well when when you compare it to statistics in America. I I just leave it at that. We're we're doing very well where uh all the kids got it made they're, they're spoiled in my eyes but i i, I want them to earn it because i feel like when you earn it you appreciate it more maybe, maybe that's i don't know if that's like the militant side or maybe because i had to grind <laughs> so now that i grind they're able to just they're spoiled man yeah all of them got a tablet i you the ages 14 12 11 five four now, you know oh, you man. have to think about it sometime. and all sure of them have a tv in their room all of them have a tablet the older ones have a. the top three have a phone so it's like i'm not i'm not happy about it yo personally it's <laughs> the wife though she it's different than when we're growing up man like yeah man i'm gonna take was, my car back you know what that's what i'm gonna do because I've like uh my dad <laughs> is,
0: my dad is the same way like with us he grew up like in the projects and stuff. so he's like he's like you guys got it easy man like you guys have everything you want and, I, you know, when you're growing up and you're like, whatever, you don't really pay attention to that stuff. But you're back and you're like, damn, like, thank God he made us work because we did have everything. Like, I mean, he busts his mm-hmm. ass for, for us yeah. to have stuff. But now, kind of like you, like you're saying, I think it gets like easier. Like once your parents, they everybody moves up, like every generation slowly moving up. Because, man, I'm like, I'm in my son's room actually right now doing this. And I just like look around right now and just like, damn, this kid got so much stuff man like (laughs) just stuff for days
1: (laughs) crazy (laughs) no because because like like you said i grew up in a small town like marshall texas my mom's mom had cows pigs made lye soap uh stuff like that. So, so I'm like, I grew up walking down a trail to, to the other parent uh, to the grandparent house. So so it, it, it was kind of different when I say I grew up uh, in the country. Yeah, man. So that, that's why I said, yeah, it's better staying in the city, of course, because you, you got everything. You, you don't want to be priming a whale or anything during the winter time, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll, a, they'll never be able to see that part because technology the way we going and you'll have these uh iron boards by ironing your clothes for you <laughs> by the time they're grown yeah hey we're gonna have
0: holograms right here instead of us actually <laughs> sitting here <laughs> talking hey
1: seriously man being like man i miss my mom my dad hologram cut <laughs> on yeah 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 <laughs> uh,
0: but it's funny because i was like when you were saying how like every every place you went in the navy like you you partied and stuff i I, 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 I did the same thing like i think it's part of like the small town mentality and you get to like a Pensacola, or it's i mean you could drink on the beaches and stuff and i I can't i don't know how it is in texas but california it's like really i'm pretty sure it's against the law to do it drink technically It's like virginia
1: virginia was real tough on us out there like they man they start yeah you couldn't do much out there in virginia no more like women can really like wear bathing suits walking around you gotta like Throwing clothes before you hit the bars again, cause the bars right there on the strip. But wow. yeah, but the Navy's out there though. You know where are, that's Virginia's a stronghold, Virginia Beach and Norfolk. So that's probably what it was. A bunch of sailors <laughs> 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 made them change the policies.
0: Some little stereotypes might be true, man. Like yeah, about yeah. sailors. You know, like I thought it was like my grandpa was in Navy. I thought some of it was like BS. You know, I'm like, Has yeah. a, even when you when I, you're new to a ship i'm not sure i was for you but like the guys have already been on a deployment and stuff they're like oh man just wait till we get to this place i'm not gonna go into details but they tell like these crazy stories and it's like there's no way that happens there and then you go there and you see it and it's like holy crap that does happen like nobody would ever believe you like
1: <laughs> yeah right? your friends who never left the country at that time yeah like your younger friends who yeah who like let me think uh well to see i kind of got in trouble when I finally was able to do, and only went to the ship because I wanted to go to Australia. Other than that, because I am I was air traffic controller, so we could go to, I was in Suda Bay Creek, Greece. When oh, I left, heck. or let me say, Pensacola. I went to Virginia Beach, Virginia, just so I could name all the duty stations because I wasn't at any of them longer than ten, two years. So after A school, I was there six months in Pensacola. I went to Virginia Beach, Virginia from 2003 to 2000 five and from Pensacola, uh, from Virginia Beach, Virginia, they kept saying, all right, you need to go to a ship. If you say you plan on making this a career, you need to go to a ship, get your air surface pen. That's all I remember them saying. And uh, and I was like, man, I done heard horror stories about them ships. So I went to Suda, Be- Suda Bay Creek, Greece. So I was stationed in Greece, but it counted as sea duty because it's an isolated uh, duty station. So while I was out there a year <clears throat> you get to see the culture of uh, of the locals out there and of course uh, I think they sent me to Sicily uh, a couple of times which that's another like isolated duty station if, if you would have been out there but you get to see um, how they get to live different overseas or what they call third world countries compared to what we do stateside. Mm-hmm. now with that being said as much as I enjoyed every country I went to it's nothing like being home <laughs> everybody might joke about it but hey it's nothing like being back stateside after uh you could enjoy yourself but like I say it's still a different lifestyle when, when you're overseas but after uh Suda Bay Creek Greece I went to the Stennis and I only went to the Stennis because they said there was going on a Westpac and Australia was in a Westpac, and that's the only reason why I went. <clears throat> you can not go, huh? I Westpac. <laughs> I think we ended up having to relieve the Nimix or, I- or the Ike. When was this? And they were in Fifth Fleet because of that Iraq war. Yeah, so I feel, f- man, when the CEO gave us steaks, we knew something was coming up. <laughs> and then that's when the announcement came. When you get the steak and lobster, it's all you... They're just buttering you up because they're about to give you that, yeah, that non-skid deal though, as we used to call it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's when he said, "Oh yeah, our West Coast pack." <clears throat> as far as going to Thailand, which that wasn't, it wasn't on my bucket list. But the legendary stories I heard about Thailand, it it became on my list.
0: Phuket, and, uh, it was Phuket, Thailand.
1: <laughs> so we we didn't get to go. We didn't go to Th- Taiwan, uh, Thailand, or. Um, Australia, um, we didn't get to go anywhere. The only, only place we got to go was Singapore, Dubai, like six or seven times, of course. Yeah, And see, at the Singapore, I couldn't get off in Hong Kong. So, of course, I'm looking at everybody hop on their little boats. <laughs> I'm hearing the stories about what happened out there in Hong Kong. And I, I got to just sit on the bow all sad watching them because I, I was hungry because I want want to shorten this story up. I was hungry, but I had a buddy who'd been to Singapore a few times, and he said, all right, man, we're going to grab something to eat, but then we're going to the bar. And, you know, and we ended up just going, long story short, we went straight to the bar. And since we we were leaving the field fleet, finally, everybody had a lot of money saved up. So they had pictures of liquor left and right. So as soon as we make it in there... (laughs) <laughs> People was just trying to serve me left and right because, uh, yeah, and everything went black, it was like the hangover. <laughs> so, basically, when I woke up in front of security, and they they was when I woke up saying, Hey, give my ID back, everything went black again. <laughs> then, oh, then the drunk watches over me, and yeah, man, so I wasn't able to get off of the Hong Kong, which was our next stop. A week later probably not even that long so that kind of sucked because i only seen the singapore that first day and stuff went
0: dark <laughs> yeah you missed out like uh yeah i was on i was on the nimitz so it's kind of funny i wonder if that's 68 know. right CVN yeah. ah, okay. 68 yeah i knew a couple of them on there what what year were you on there um i got there in 08 you know our deployment was 2009 to 2010, I think, or crossover a little bit. Ah, uh, you know what?
1: I think I had a... I forgot what his rate was, but Reginald Swift. I remember Reginald Swift was on there and Takesha Williams. Yeah, I remember them two.
0: yeah it was uh, skinners with me, yeah. Yeah, we, we got to go to all those places. The same thing, though, they told us like, oh, we're going to hit Hawaii before going to Japan. No, we blew mm-hmm. right past, past Hawaii. It's like, nope. <laughs> See you later, Hawaii. Oh, we're going to go to Australia. And then, you know, the the CEO gets on. He's like, oh, everybody, we're, we're not going to go to Australia, but we're going to extend the, the deployment. And it's like, oh, there we go. We're getting extended. But, yeah, we went to yeah, Singapore. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong was the last place before uh, we came
1: back stateside. So how was we, Hong Kong since I, I only was <laughs> able to look at it from the bow? <laughs> Hong Kong is crazy because mm-hmm. –
0: there's so many different things going on in Hong Kong. You know I mean? Like, I don't know how to, to describe without getting myself in trouble, but it's,
1: yeah, well, we both married me. So <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
0: it's one of those places where it's wild, but it feels like controlled at the same time. Like it's madness, but it's like, like Amsterdam. Cause he, when I was, out, I was out of the
1: military with me and my wife went to Amsterdam, but yeah, I
0: mean, like I remember you get on the little tugboat and you're going, you know, cause they, they parked the, the carrier out, out in the water. So you take the little boats, everybody's all excited. And, you know, and then it's easy to jump from the little, the little, was it like a little floating thing onto where you're like, Oh, this is easy. You just hop right on and mm-hmm. take off. And coming back though, man, that's such a nightmare. Everybody's hung like drunk already. And one of my buddies, stole like a bunch of shot glasses from the bar so they're like rolling around on the on the little tugboat thing and Mm -hmm. and then the hong kong police boat came up to our little thing and he started freaking out he's like
1: oh my god you know and
0: but yeah everybody trying to jump back onto the little plat the platform and you Mm -hmm. you can see it man everybody's just rock walk or rocking back and forth trying to get that perfect that perfect leap (laughs) because if you miss it it this is, people don't understand this. Like if you weren't, they don't. It, man, if you miss it, you're, you're your sea water.
1: legs is different than being on land. You, you got to time that little, that little, that little job.
0: <laughs> if you're going straight in and you're drunk. So it's like, oh, I man. can't imagine how cold that water was at that time too. Man. But, uh, Hong Kong was cool. Yeah. I've been, to, we went to Thailand, uh, oh. Phuket, Thailand, which was, that's where I heard all these stories and that's where they were all true. And maybe See, even I were. was
1: actually going to fly out there. Uh, right before it might have been after yeah yeah is after uh kovic i was gonna fly out there but the the flights was ridiculous like i was i was gonna do it right before the flights decided to just rock it up i forgot mm-hmm. what happened but they skyrocketed and, and we was going to japan for the olympics before kovic it like when we found out about it uh yeah, so we, we ended up just, yeah, we just basically got credits for uh, both of them. because
0: Man, that sucks, because yeah. Japan's awesome. Like, if there, there's a place I would go back to, like, no problem, mm-hmm. I think. But, cause the, Japan was the first country I, I went to. Um,
1: you write this down. If you that was, something good about it. It's, it's it
0: great. was awesome, man. Like, we took, I uh, wonder we park? though. We started in, um, Excuse me. man, the guys on my ship are going to be pissed. I can't remember where we parked. But we ended up taking a, the little train
1: to Tokyo and stuff, and so Tokyo. But I thought there was like the tourist area. Don't you usually want to go to like cities outside of it? Or Tokyo is fine. Tokyo was
0: awesome. I mean, see, okay. that's what I wish I would have done another deployment because I only did my four years, and everybody said like uh, your, first, your first deployments where you kind of party it up and you don't really do any of the cool stuff, mm-hmm. which I wish I would have done more of now, like in retrospect, because I'm older, exactly. but. At 19 years old, 18 years old, you're like, man, I'm just trying to get hammered, you know. But uh, <laughs> Hong Kong, was, Hong Kong was cool. I I really liked Hong Kong. Uh, I had ice cream in a pouch in Hong Kong. Never seen that before. It's like wow. a pouch, and you, you know how like a bag them? pouch, like those uh kids fruit things that they have, you know.
1: Oh, you know, oh, and there, wow, yeah,
0: kind of like that in the vending machine. So that was kind of cool. I still got a, a Coke can from Japan that I kept from a vending machine. Was, but uh. Japan was awesome. I would definitely go back. My buddy stole. Man, I had one friend that was just stealing. Now I'm thinking about it. That dude was stealing every. <laughs>
1: every time you mention your buddy, it's good you're not saying his name because every time you said we went there, he stole like. Wow.
0: Oh, yes. He'll For he'll know. So they, they love, like, uh, the boot the, that they drink out of, like the glass boot, and um, oh yeah, yeah, beer yeah. Fest. So we went to a bar and they had that there, and we all drank from it and. I think he had to buy it, but he put it like straight in his backpack. He just like, <laughs> straight. Now, see, in. You
1: know what? I don't, that's kind of trivial because I, I could see us doing that as sailors. Like, man, I just want to cut that. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I never did it, but I, I, I that one there, yeah, that, that's not bad in my eyes. That's something I think just happens when you're drinking.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did a lot of that as you could imagine. Like, you, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, like I've had those moments where you black out and you wake up. It's like, how did you get there? I woke up in a bathtub one time. I don't even remember how I got there. It happened, you know. (laughs) It it happens to anybody. Navy people Mm does happen to. I'm not sure about other branches, but. Oh, yeah. There's one thing Navy folks can do that other branches can't. I'd put in a drinking contest. I'd get any any sailor, any day of the week. I'd get the youngest one because those ones are
1: they're building man. up our tolerance man when you're 18. Yeah, their you're liver like, oh. is fresh in there yeah man <laughs> they, they, i think it's our ignorance to prove ourselves yeah our pride will make us push our limits there we go oh yeah. yeah we call it what do we call it liver training yeah back when i was in the military we was like yeah we're gonna go liver training man <laughs> it's, and that was with the medical staff though because you make it back to the ship my buddy be plugged up to an IV playing Madden. <laughs> Cause you like what the world? Yeah, because you go in the medical area. Yeah. And maybe that's some other branches. I'm sure other branches that is similar. Yeah. When I made it to the ship, luckily, cause Virginia was my first station. and I was only there year and eight months. Luckily, some of them was like, man, you just don't know. You was able to come to uh shore duty first. How spoiled you are? Like they kept giving me that talk. And it's just like, hey, when you go to the ship, it's gonna be like this. You need to make friends with the cooks so oh yeah luckily they they were saying it in a sarcastic way but luckily i took heave to their advice so when i made it to the ship i became close to all the cooks all the medical people all the supply guys so <clears throat> when when okay. people talk about being on a ship i was that guy i was the guy on the air and surface board where if you wanted your pen you know who to talk to <laughs> So I, basically what I did, I took heave to what everybody told me and I said, all right, I want to learn how to do that. But I, I want to be the guy doing it though. Yeah. Like I, I want to be the guy running it. Cause I was like, I hear one guy could run the ship. I wasn't the guy running the ship, but, uh, I always knew whoever was running, whatever, whatever was running. Yeah. So I always had my little tuner packets. Cause we were out, <laughs> we were in uh, what was it called? Uh, Fifth fleet for a long out of the eight and a half months we were out, we were out there like six. So we were out there suffering like the bread. You know how the bread started getting bad. Uh all you're getting is rice and chicken. So of course I had to keep the cooks who worked in the chief's mess or the officer mess, uh had to keep them on board. So they'll bring me like wings or they'll bring us what is it? Uh Grilled cheeses, I think, was big. Yeah, so oh, man. The air traffic controllers was right under the deck. So every time the plane landed, you got to hear it just like the ABS. You're hearing it smacking, but we were pretty spoiled. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. As air aircraft controller, I could have wore dress whites, and my dress whites weren't gonna get dirty on the carrier. <laughs> on the carrier, but of course, I, I was trying to figure out ways to wear the coveralls because they they were so uh, convenient. <laughs> Maybe it kind of sucked if you're taking a poop because you gotta take the whole thing up <laughs> Yeah, so it's on the never hear somebody say that, but that's the part where it do suck because you're like, Ah, Lee, I don't want to touch the floor, man. That's uh, but yeah, yeah. Good. I was only on there, like I said, I was on there only a year and nine months, but that deployment, like I say, is a it's an experience I I'll always remember is. The ship deployment and boots on ground deployment but so back to what i was saying with the navy now that we're back in there uh <laughs> after i left the stennis for that year and nine months i went to where did i go dang that's 06 to 08 then i went to san diego california <clears throat> and that was when i was at a uh, coronado at fastback uh san diego And um, when I had a year and a half left, I took an IA billet because I was like, I'm going to save money. And everybody was saying, oh, we go to Bahrain. Oh, yeah. We go to uh, basically they they went to all like the spots where you just isolated, but you're getting paid for IA billet. Like you are getting extra pay and you're just letting your money stack and you're just sitting there. So I figured uh, if it's going to be anything like Greece was, except them kind of being like more of a dry area from what I heard about Bahrain I'll take it and lo and behold I was the the one uh lucky sailor who got boots on ground with the army in Afghan and I was like man how the hell this mess happened because uh what the hell they didn't even tell me this was a, a option but around that time uh was it changing hearts and minds or whatever whatever the phrase was Army always had some random phrase. And uh <laughs> Army was different. Let me let me say that about Army too. I'm talking about it. Army. How do I don't know. In say a good it? way or a bad way. Uh I guess you know what? Because I'm trying to figure out how to say it. Because <laughs> I love I love I love all my uh all my vets, all my uh branches, but Army, it's like they got treated like shit. But they was very uh loyal <laughs> to, to say that, you know, like when chain of command say, do this, yes, sir, yes, sir. You know, when the E5 said it, they're like, Yes, sir, yes, sir, or yes, sir, you know, when the officer's saying it, and then you know, you see Air Force, they're always yes ma'am, yes, sir, with everything. And you know, you well, Marines, I guess Marines are pretty militant vice, you know, Navy, after you're in there, like you only did the four, I did 10. As you Get Well, you was on a ship, though. So as you get around certain ones, you start realizing, dang, we're not as militant as Army. is. like Army, I'm surprised them guys have been more irate because they, when I when I say, when I was in Afghan, some <clears throat> a new group of Air Force came in. They brought the Army out of that Connex box, which the Connex box is where you want to be because it's kind of like a, a little shack while you're out there in the desert they brought them out of the Connex box to put Air Force in there and put them in the tent. So I was like, man, y'all getting treated like shit on y'all the own part. Like, because we is a detachment to Bagram. So Bagram's the Air Force base, but we're, we were in like a black hole outside of it. And uh, that was basically an army uh, <clears throat> fort. So, Damn. yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you know. Everything over there is pretty dark thirty, so you can't give out details about stuff over there. But of course, where I was at, we was doing detainee ops, so we we had all the <laughs> all the uh, people you heard about the the ones that killed the sailors who decided to go joyriding. Uh, everyone's account that you didn't heard of on on a on a tourist <clears throat> terrorist list, so. So we had a lot of high high clientele uh, people over there. So that part kind of sucked cuz that meant we couldn't be around anybody. The area we was it like we couldn't just roam like like everybody else from what I was No, maybe down there in the south Afghan. They weren't roaming too well, but they were the ones who when I ran into a contractor, an electrician, they were the ones who had the liquor. <laughs> And and once again, <clears throat> I'm a sailor, so when I found out, hey, you have the liquor? I was like, hey, man, well, since you be, uh, ju- I guess, driving around here and there, why don't you bring it up this way? <laughs> We're kind of dry <laughs> out here, man. So, oh, man. But, yeah, I'm not going to talk about those stories. Maybe that'll make us look too <laughs> – <laughs> maybe that'll be too real for people who's, uh, you know, if a civilian just watching it, they're just like, oh, I knew they was over there having fun. But yeah, you'll you'll think we're having fun until I, you know, you talk about the part where you're getting bombed. Because the first time I got bombed, it's not like the damn movies. (laughs) I I heard, I seen somebody who, uh, because I only glanced at a portion of it, I seen like two or three uh, interviews. I heard somebody saying they heard bombs, and I was like, I hear it in movies, but I'm I'm here to say, maybe the part afghan i was at because we had the fuel fuel. We we're not too far from the landing strip but we was in like the black hole like like we was away from everything but like we had we had the stuff there they were bombing the shit out of us and if you heard the bomb they were they were like hey don't even run to the shelter because you're not gonna make it yeah they, they say it's not like the movies where you get to hear that is
0: that what happens you don't you don't hear nothing till it actually hits yeah. the ground or
1: only thing i recall whenever we was getting the motors and stuff i don't recall hearing anything now i think what we called it a couple of people called it the g-force you know once it hits the the ground and you feel that little impact that hits you usually where the marbles and stuff come out but then the wind that's the only thing I ever i never was uh unfortunate enough to to get where it struck down, and then I I, I felt the marbles or or the tacks, all all the nails they throw inside of them. I never felt that, but I didn't felt like uh, detonations where, you know, it's blowing like it's gonna knock you off your feet because the 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 bursts of, of wind is just that potent. I was uh fortunate enough, yeah, I say not to be uh caught up by that, and and I did uh what was it three because we had to volunteer since it was a small group of Navy people out there with army to do a convoy. We had to volunteer. And uh, our convoys was more, he was moving a high end officer to go see, you know, like a local national and they would drink that nasty ass tea, which if you don't drink the tea, it's disrespectful. And I was just like, shit, man. Like I, I just wanted to do the convoy because, shit, if I'm out here, I might as well get some. But, damn, that shit was torture in his own, though. And, uh man, they have some shit out there they call foot bread. Why? Because the bread was good. I never ate it again after, after I ate it, though. Why did somebody tell me, you know how they actually make it? And I was like, how, how they make oh, it? Because, you know, yeah, man, when they say they put them nasty-ass feet on it, man, oh they put their- I feel motion sickness slash everything else hit me so hard, man. Like I was, I was feeling green. I was throwing up. I was like, "Oh man, why the fuck you didn't tell me that before I started eating grit?" Because it was good though. You know, you know how it is. Just kind of like, um, I'll eat chitlins, but how you hear people say, "Yeah, I won't eat chitlins," because you tell me what it is. I'll eat chitlins, but yeah, like I say, when you when you see the local nationals move the way they move, man and wiping wiping the ass with with the hand you know like eh. and I, I can't man we can't be palming up buddy we gotta we can't even fist pump man you know like i was one of those hey man, hey how you doing <laughs> you know or what, what do yeah, we say so. uh I'm trying to think. So, so i think they'll just say uh salam I, I think we was just saying salam or I, le- I learned the language good enough to you know hold the a poor conversation, let's say how you doing and and where are you from, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I learned the language good enough to to do all that. I still remember the pastu, Dari, you know, some of the Sunni language. But yeah, it was just different. And uh <laughs> Yeah, it's just different though, man. Cause uh you out there and you, you gotta be on high alert, but after you out there so long I would say the adrenaline is still there. You just don't feel it anymore because you've been out there so long. And, and I think you adapt to your surroundings. Mm. So at the beginning, the first bombing, when we ran to the shelter, <clears throat> I was so uh, my anxiety or whatever it was, it was so high. I fell asleep because I was damn near by the shit on myself. Because I'm like, damn, man, we getting bombed at first. They, I guess they bomb because they know a new plane coming in, but we usually come in at night and they gotta do like a comeback uh landing. So you and this big ass plane or the C-130s, they're cold as fuck. Let me say that first <laughs> off. Cause I I'm a I'm a loyal Delta flyer, million mile flyer. <laughs> <laughs> so I I, I don't I done been on planes where they're saying hey uh the air condition going out or something or, or a uh we're gonna have to do a emergency lane. and and then i was a controller so when he when he relaying it I, I i understand what he's saying i i haven't been through yeah bad situations but that c-130 is fucking horrible only thing was good is it was 100 plus people on the plane so you're hugging shoulders <laughs> trying to have some type of heat because once you're up there in altitude that's, I mean, my toes was damn numb. I was that damn cold. Like, man, it it sucked. Yeah, that's one of those <laughs> the things army they- usually yeah. always on there, and I just happen to be on there because we rode with the army.
0: <laughs> that's one of those things they never talk about. Like, when they sh- show those videos, too, everybody looks so jacked and, like, happy to jump out of there and stuff. Like, the paratroopers and stuff, they're like, yeah, let's yeah, they go. They probably want to get
1: out of that fucking plane, and you probably feel better <laughs> jumping out <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like shit. It's so cool! I can't wait to get jumping the hell out of here.
1: That's oh yeah. Cool. Well, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I be af- I'm afraid of heights. With all that being said, but I told my wife, let's go skydiving. But I I don't I don't know, man. I'm that guy who probably started looking over there, just like, oh, why did I do this? <laughs> and probably wouldn't jump off, man. So is that why you ended up? Because at ten
0: years, I mean, most people like when they say like, oh, I enlisted, I'm gonna. <clears throat> might as well stay in you know so is that why you kind of led to you getting out after 10 years it was like man this shit sucks or well
1: i think because i was able to talk to some people who was out because it, it seemed like it's nothing against it but i i think some people when you're in the military we they get locked in that mili- military mindset and think that's the only uh, type of income. So as mm-hmm. an air traffic controller, <clears throat> I'm hearing other people who got out and they're making 200,000. So I'm like, Whoa, damn, I'm only making 45. <laughs> and I oh, yeah. I trained you, you know what I'm saying? So, so that, that was, uh, that was what made me think about getting out, but going to Afghan, like I said, with army and uh, getting treated like I was in the army, that was, a even bigger motivator where I said, hey, even when I thought about riding it out and and what was it? They, they awarded me a Petty Officer of the Field Fleet Award, like uh, the entire Field Fleet, like that was Army, Air Force, Marines. I ended up getting that because in my position, I was doing what the E-7s, E-8s, o- O-2s, O-3s was supposed to be doing, like a uh, is Barack Obama in there at that time uh I was basically <clears throat> they delegated it but I was basically doing a a job like I said at that position when the highest I ever was was taking the test for the e6 so yeah. I was doing that position and reporting sending like data on uh our <clears throat> what what new uh Inmates we are detainees we got because you know they're not considered an inmate until you, you know what I'm saying, you read them their rights and they go through court. <laughs> so what detainees we have, uh, their status, because even if uh, you know, a cook, let's say uh the, one of them get food poisoning, they're investigating the cooks, which you know mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff I frowned upon. Yeah, because cause, mm-hmm. cause a detainee and food poisoning when uh when when the veteran or when the mil- people in the military the food we're getting served while we're in the war zone and and the mres gave me fucking hemorrhoids so i'm i'm pissed at mres so <laughs> damn when, when when our stuff is like that but uh whenever i'm i'm in the detainee ops and I'm, I'm checking on the detainees man they were feeding them pretty damn good, is all I'm gonna say. I'm not I'm not gonna say they was getting fed like a, a five-star restaurant, but when you when you look at the, the food we was giving them compared to the mess hall, the detainees is getting getting fed better. And and you don't want to tell you know the other people in the military. Matter of fact, that might have been thinking about detainees. That might have been the worst experience out of getting bombed or, or running a convoy where you, you got your adrenaline pumping and shit. Transf- Porting a detainee to the hospital had to be one of the hardest things mm-hmm. I, I did <clears throat> while I was in the military, rather than dealing with a detainee after you heard about, or, or when you hear I'm saying F you, because you know you're American, if I get out, I'm gonna kill you, you know, all that stuff. The hardest thing is walking in a detainee through a hospital, and you have uh, soldiers who missing a limb slobbing crying crawling out the bed because they want to kill that detainee but you got to tell them hey man i can't let you do it because if you do that then they're gonna dis dishonorably discharge me <clears throat> and yeah that that's probably that's probably the hardest part out of all of it like i said that it, that it, it stuck with me the most is you seeing somebody missing limbs and and i was always one who said hey if." If I mess around and get shot in the face while I'm out there, man, just take me out because I'm gonna be on some retarded shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, cause cause y'all y'all are all pretty candid when you're in there, you know. And then people do weird shit, you like pissing in the ammo thing. Like, why the hell would you do that when we need the ammo? But you know, when you're in the desert, you don't want to get out because <laughs> because that 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 won't go too well. You don't want to stop. Yeah, so. <clears throat> that's what you got to do but yeah yeah that that part like i said sticks with me more than anything because just seeing their face and they they'll they'll probably understand it let's say some years later but at that moment they're not gonna understand you saying all right you can't do it even though i know you're you're missing your arm up to your shoulder or you're missing <clears throat> both of your legs to your kneecap and you're you're crawling hell you know what i'm saying Yeah, man yeah, that, that part really sucked. And, and I think that's the part fucks with a lot of uh, people out there mentally. And uh, they got to find a better way. Because I always was saying while I was out there. And of course, it, man, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about it the whole time. But it go, it falls on deaf ears about, hey, you can't have us and detainees in the same hospital, man. That's That's bad. I don't know who the, well I, I know why they did it and i don't want to speak on that because that that'll be a whole nother issue man they might, they might reach out yeah but yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not maybe off the record though we, we could talk about that but okay. i'm not fine about that because when, when i got out <clears throat> when i got out i actually thought about being active on like the lobbyist side for veterans But I didn't know as much about being a veteran then because, see, all I had was an active duty mindset when I first got out. So I wanted to be active on the lobbyist side. So I was going out there to Nebraska Street a lot in DC, which that's Homeland Security, you know, talking to to a couple cats out there. Actually, one of them, one of them uh, who was the head of Homeland Security is my neighbor, uh, two (laughs) houses down. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just say Barry yeah yeah so because if anybody know know Barry they'll know the rest of his name yeah but his first name Barry yeah he 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 was actually running Homeland Security out there in DC though and and he's small world he's he's two houses down but (laughs) uh yeah man I, I was out there fighting for veterans rights before I really knew what veterans went through before I started being a proactive with doing like wounded warrior program type uh, activities and and all of that (laughs) but yeah i don't know i it'll sound like i'm griping more than anything but i'm Uh, I'm gonna just say i'm all about pro vet because they they earned it even if you did two years because i I knew some people who said they had two years and i was like how did you sign up for two years because i should have did that when i first signed it she could be do
0: two-year two like
1: increments? Yeah, it was a Navy guy who said, yeah, he said, my contract don't – well, you know what, Navy – I mean, people in the military lie. So maybe he's lying because the least I ever heard was four. I never yeah. heard anything less – but two years is – only heard that from one guy. I heard four so he or five. two-year contract for whatever. Yeah, and mine was five because oh. my M.O.R. – because being an air traffic controller, A school so long, they make you do that additional year that they – they pay you for and tax you, you know? So, yeah. But <laughs> if, if anybody's watching this video now that I thought about it though, and you having a hard time with your VA benefits though, you, you definitely could reach out. Cause uh my wife worked at the VA as a Raider and, and now, now she's not there, <clears throat> but we're both federal government employees, but we could definitely guide you in the right direction. I give you pointers cause we, we didn't help plenty of cats, uh, with the VA ratings and 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 how you want to word it, because from from inside when she is working there, uh, they're battling with a uh, what is it dis uh, what is it disabled veterans uh, what is it DAV? Even though DAV is in the basement of VA, the VA employees it's weird how they butt heads and they they will throw back. <clears throat> Yeah, throw back one of your claims just because of the wording. And it's kind of retarded. Like, come on, man. You know what the guy's saying. If he said my right knee is giving me pain just because he didn't, he didn't uh, describe it the way you want him to describe it, the dude told you his right knee is giving him pain. But because the inside battles between uh, DAV and uh, the VA employees. That's another reason why some vets be uh, you know, getting turned down when when they actually uh, deserve whatever they're, they're claiming. And and there's little stuff like that, veterans who don't know, you're just pissed on the outside like, what? I got evidence. I had knee surgery wise in the military. What the F going on? But it's the person who's doing your claim. That, that's why a lot of them don't realize when DAV is sending you your rating or telling you the rating coming before the VA actually tell you your rating they're still in there, even if you're not, you. because see, I don't, I don't use them, but uh, mm-hmm. they're still <clears throat> in there, whether you're using them or not, because you're assigned to somebody, you know, but yeah, stuff like that, yeah, we, we do to help, help veterans, and uh, yeah, my wife's, mom, uh, non-profit, we didn't help uh, veterans when uh, they were homeless and stuff like that, I, I, know, I remember the last one we helped was out there in Savannah, he was like a Vietnam vet, some, some guy we ran into when we was just, walking around Savannah, you know, just eating and going from spot to spot, trying them out. <clears throat> so yeah, we're, we're big on, we're pro vet, everything. Like, uh, if somebody see my social media, <laughs> they might not think it, they might think, man, damn, how the hell do you travel so much? And how do you part? That, that's probably the main message I get. Like, damn, when are you home? And I say, Hey man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always home, but I'm not going to be tagging myself. Uh, when, when I'm at a restaurant, I'm usually going to tag after I leave. Unless it's one of them moments where I'm telling somebody, like, all right, if you'll follow her and you see me while I'm out here, I'll buy the first two rounds. Like I, I do shit like that just to, uh, I, I would say that's like me tithing to the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of tithing to the church, I just give it to the people. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, that, I, I do that quite often, actually. My wife be get mad about it. Like, why are you just buying drinks? I say, hey, man, <laughs> you gotta enjoy life, yo. It's it's too short. Then, then uh, when you when you got it good, you might as well get back. Like I say, in some shape or form, drinks might not be the best way. But like I said, <laughs> if somebody need help with claims, yeah, we don't be charging people with none of that. Cause uh, we we actually got like a financial LLC business on the side, and uh. <clears throat> that's different though yeah so so we charge for that so that's, that's different but <laughs> not to promote it I'm, I'm just saying uh we're active and and stay busy over here yeah as much but as I get the rest of them hard times
0: like you're saying though like how you might it might seem like you're like groping or whatever I don't think it is I think like a lot of a lot of veterans are even like like just the people I've had on would would agree mm-hmm. with you though like like just thinking about like what you're saying the things you saw and the way detainees were being treated and stuff but then i like i was thinking of like <laughs> what you're saying you come home as a veteran that went through that stuff or maybe you're one of those guys out or gals whatever that lost a limb mm-hmm. and you think about how you were treated there and then you come home and you're still having to go through hoops to get help i think that's where like i think a lot of veterans end up struggling is Mm -hmm. with that aspect of it's like already went through hell for everybody for, for, for the country, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I come home and I still have to go through hell. Like you are saying, like a dude can get his claims denied because he put a different word in. That's the, then the correct word, which is like, how unfair is that to that individual? Who's, I I don't care how old you are when you join. I mean, to join military in in the first case is like fucking Bold, that's a bold thing to do. I don't think civilians understand how, like, even when you do it, I don't think you really understand how bold of a thing it is to do. But then you do it and you go through it. Even, like, I mean, I never saw combat, but I had my deployment. I worked on the flight deck and, like, that camaraderie you build with everybody. Um, and you go through the same shit. You know, everybody's going through the same shit together. And it's like one of those most unique, probably the most unique things about the military is that everybody's from all over the world, different places, different States. Um, it's, and then, you know, to go through all that, you bleed with folks, you cry with folks, you, you meet people that become lifelong friends and then you get out and they get, you get treated like shit still. It's kind Mm -hmm. of, kind of a slap in the face. I think a lot of veterans get frustrated, um, with, with how they get treated and even like just fellow veterans. Um, you know i think that's what frustrates me and that's one of those things like you're saying like how you're getting involved when you first got out of the military yeah. and like i wish i would have been more proactive this is like the first year i've really i mean the podcast i started this year and now mm-hmm. i'm like doing a hiking thing but it's like man i wish i had done this earlier but maybe it's because i didn't really know how to be a veteran also like you were saying you know right. i was navigating my own shit. so it's like i didn't really know how to maybe potentially help somebody or give somebody a voice to, to talk because it's, it's a weird, it's really hard to navigate for those who haven't done it. Uh, or even been in the military or if you're a civilian, you know, it's a hard thing to navigate when you get out because mm-hmm. like, I felt like I was behind the eight ball when I got out at 22, I was like, crap, my, my girlfriend at the time, my now wife, she was graduating college. I was like, damn, there everybody's four years ahead of me. Cause they went to college. they got degrees they're like getting into jobs. I have just military. Like that's it. Yeah, and, You know, I'm 22. Like I feel like I should know what I'm supposed to do with my life, but mm-hmm. it's a, in it, the next day is the weirdest day. I think you would agree. Like when you first
1: wake up, it's the weirdest. And you're not, yeah. You're not on that same schedule. Oh, dang. I just don't go to the office from seven to three or whatever my schedule
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's so weird about it. And then um, like and a resume,
1: that part threw me off because I was like, dang, I always just wrote, I just wrote, a, I forgot what we call it, evaluation. I always was just <laughs> talking about my evaluation. Now I got to say what I did and put it in a certain format because based off the job you want to, though, yeah, for veterans, USA Jobs is good, but it takes a while. So if if you're getting frustrated or most of them, like to say pissed off or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, yeah, yeah. You gotta give it time, cause I gave up on it when I first got out. Whichever, ah, ain't gonna say I regret it, cause you know what? We live and we learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, my shit worked out, I Ain't I ain't I I might have been grumpy, like like you said, cause see, some of them get out and stuff don't work out. Like, see, when I got out, I was proactive, cause I didn't want to be jobless, and I guess I was always ambitious anyway. So. When I got out, I was looking for jobs and trying to figure out, all right, air traffic controlling, KBR, when I was in uh, Kuwait coming back from Afghan, <clears throat> planning on uh, going back to do, what is it, taps we do? Oh, yeah. Yep. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was in Kuwait before I was even finna go, and, and that's kind of like a transition part. When you leave in Afghan, they try to soften us up and get us out of that Afghan mindset, but... You're usually there are only a few days or a week so how, how soft are you gonna get somebody out of war zone mentality and that that's probably another that's a whole another conversation i'd have had with other departments about hey you can't take a guy out of out of, out of green light zone you know where, where you got the light the green light to fire which is rare that that's 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 another conversation because I got so much to say about that, man. The <laughs> rules of engagement is so fucked up. <laughs> when when I was an Afghan and it's literally a barbed wire fence like you see cattle stateside, when that is the only thing why you got this guy who's just frowning at me and and he don't have a weapon in his hand, but but he's damn sure mean mugging you. You know he he's he's doing surveillance and he's got his arms crossed and he's just watching you. And i got to sleep in a damn tent <laughs> 50 meters from this dude. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you not expect some people to be the ones that come back fucked up? Yeah, yeah. Because everybody handled it different. Of course, I adapt to where when we was getting bombed at the end. I know I just flip-flopped it. But no, when we did. was getting bombed at the end, you become it becomes normal to you where I was like, fuck it, man. Don't wake me up no more, man. Because, you know, <laughs> you sleep. You sleep you barely sleep as it is. So it's like, Hey, when I finally sleep, don't fucking wake me up. You know? And, and that's, that's how I felt even when you heard a siren, cause it, it wasn't, a, whatever the hell it, it, it was a certain noise and, and you, it'll catch your ear whenever, you know, a bombs coming in. But I was just like, Hey man, if it's my day, fuck it. <laughs> but let me get a couple hours cause I need this. Cause yeah, man, I was, I was with my ex fiance around that time though. So I, I can say I was, I was a savage out there, but hey, I was, if we weren't uh, in the gym and I wasn't out there uh, hemming up detainees or, or volunteering to do a convoy, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't sleep. <laughs> but then another another tricky thing, in Afghanistan, they're known for opium. So a lot of local nationals, whenever they're trading, they call it bakshish, which is gift over there. A lot of people who like dip, they was out there dipping that damn opium. So that that would, that's a whole another reason why some some people be messed up because mm. they were looking for something to, what do you want to call it, a release or or whatever you want to call it, while we was out there in in, in, in a war zone. But yeah, believe me, hallucinants aren't the way to go. But I didn't judge nobody. It's just. It gets tricky in a war zone. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and when you boots on ground, it's not like everybody think. When, when shit's coming in the air, mostly when you out there on the convoy, you don't know which way the shit's coming from. And them damn officers, <laughs> mostly the new ones, them bastards is scared as fuck, man. Like, uh, <laughs> that's why I say, if you've been through it or made it, yeah. it's not even about upbringing. Because we had a guy who was just bragging about being a, what is he, I guess, detention center officer or some shit, that dude was, that dude clammed up, man. Like, man, that dude, cl- butt cheeks was tight to the mug when we made it out there once we started getting bombed, and, <laughs> and, and hey, man, you don't know what you're going to be till you're in it. You know, <laughs> you don't know till you make it there. Like, like we all had uh, opinions. Like, we all had thoughts. Thank God it worked out for me that I that I didn't shell up. Other than that first night, I'm not gonna lie. The first night, but we was all balled up in a the bunker. Then. I mean, our, yeah, we was all under like a bunker, trying not to get blown up. Cause if somebody's shooting at you, I prefer that better than getting bombed. Cause when you bomb, you're fucking defenseless, man. You are just like, damn, I gotta wait till this thing lands some fucking where. A grenade's different, you know. You kind of see it, but when them mortars and shits coming, and you don't know. where. <laughs> Where the fuck is coming from? You just hit a siren. That fucking sucks. Now somebody shooting at you, they wasn't fucking accurate. I'm gonna just say that. Now they can spray the AKs, they nasty if they hit you, like like M4s and M16s or or hidden like a like a like an assault rifle. That's why everybody crying stateside, but yeah, that's a whole nother conversation too, because I got an assault rifle. So what, what am I gonna say? Hey, <laughs> And I feel like, hey, man, if you're not going to have a shotgun, you might as well have an assault rifle in your ass to defend yourself. But that's all I'm going to say about that because, see, politics, religion, all that, I, I usually try not to or I don't have that conversation because it always gets tricky, man. No matter what the fuck you say, it gets tricky. But, yeah, man.
0: No, that's that's the truth. Like, <laughs> And then there's something about it, too. Like if you're especially if you're a veteran or something i've I've learned this like the hardest way man like like i've told people like i'm like yeah you know i'm i was in the in the military as the navy like oh that's cool so they automatically associate me with something like instantly and then they start bringing up politics like dude i don't want to get into it man i'm just like the same thing it's like i have my opinions i i'm just gonna keep them myself Mm -hmm. you know because and then it's gonna become a thing and then i don't know I've, yeah. I've seen that so much lately it can like, get
1: tricky because because you gotta be super you, careful what it's you not scared. a conversation it, it turns into a debate there you go and and then some people can't accept the other person's opinion because because he i'm pretty free-spirited and, and I, I can we could oppose each other as, well, as yeah. far as uh when we're talking about what what we want or, or what we believe you should push for but like you said, it is tricky as a veteran because um uh, one, of, one of the last little was it uh counseling groups I did out there in Chicago, they they had us a, a lot of PTSD cats out there for like uh two weeks. It was a state trooper uh, fella. I ain't gonna put his name out there, but he, he is a cool cat. And uh he's in the Illinois area, but he said, Yeah, when, when I first uh got out there and I see he, he been boots on ground seeing a lot of He's seen a lot of shit. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna say hell I'm seeing shit compared to what he's seen. But uh, <clears throat> he said so when he first got out, you know, and and he, was a, he joined the state troopers. He was saying, yeah, yeah, I'm a veteran. You know, he he, he was always saying he is he a veteran. To where I guess uh, some of the other troopers would look at him like, ah, oh, he's a veteran. You know, so no. so he said that that put him in a mindset where he shelled up and he just said, I don't even tell people I'm in the military. You know, so. It's pros and cons. You got some people who serve. Like, see, I serve, I don't tell them I serve when I'm saying, Hey, thanks for your service. So when I say, Hey, I, I'll buy your meal, you know. Yeah. I'm doing it, I'm I'm a veteran. A lot of cats see the dreads and they be like, uh, now they don't think I did it, but it was COVID why I said, uh, I'm gonna grow the hair out. I got tired of scheduling an appointment, and then when I schedule it, the barber say something came up. So I said, Man, fuck that shit. I'm gonna grow my shit out. I ain't got time <laughs> for this, man. And so when I grew the hair out, yeah, fuck it. But one day, one day I'm going to cut it, though. And and then I'm a federal government employee. A lot of cats don't think that. Yeah, they wouldn't think I worked at the CDC with dreads. I'm at uh, National Park Services under the Department of Interior. But then I'm going to uh, go to IRS soon. Yeah, we're just waiting for uh, HR to, to to finish it up. But. Puerto Rico got hit with a hurricane, where HR said so. Oh shit! It's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was on dude tell, but, Adi he said, "Hey, we got hit with a hurricane." I was like, "Dang, bro." You know what? <laughs> I have been following the news, honestly, because you know, yeah. when me and you were talking, I went to Vegas, man, I, I, I went to Vegas, found out I had bronchitis, so I was kind of, you know, bed rest, and I said, "All right." I'm gonna try to do stuff more beneficial. So I was doing more kind of reading, but then I then I was bench watching some shows trying to change it up because I was so hard in damn news and politics, I had to give myself a damn break, man. Yeah, because that, that shit there drive you crazy. But it
0: does, man. After That's- I
1: got over bronchitis, I was back in Vegas, and then um <clears throat> and I knew I should have already started the job, and then I got this Atlanta tournament coming on uh this weekend, then the Charlotte one and you got to produce for the sponsors so while i'm out there training in in vegas to see where i was at because i I had to pull out of that that event that adcc event in vegas because uh i knew my cardio wasn't gonna be up to par because i had to to pull out because you know bronchitis your lungs are are filled, and that's probably why i'm still clearing the throat because they put me on steroids like for two weeks and then i was on pro-menthazine for like two weeks so You know how it is, man. But uh, anyways, I didn't have time to watch the news. So I feel sorry for Buddy when he when he responded to me yesterday saying, hey, we finally got Internet connectivity Mm
0: because the hurricane
1: ended up hitting us. And I remember how Puerto Rico was. uh, Was it two years ago, I think? Yeah, it's recently.
0: Right. Yeah. Like two or three years ago, they got hit.
1: Yeah. And and it was bad (laughs) because they was begging us for help. But I I was like, hey, uh, Ah oh, man, see, like I said, it's tricky. It is <laughs> U.S. territory. U.S. It's tricky, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, all that, all that gets tricky, and uh, being out there in D.C., seeing how 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 uh, some of some of the cats move, it, it gets tricky. Cause I'm I'm actually active, like uh, with uh, Congressman Heiss, i was active with him because uh my va claim that's why i was active with him and then uh with senator uh uh damn start with the r the 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 preacher i can't think of his name war war Warnoff war <clears throat> yeah I, I was active with them about uh my va stuff because and i was like va gotta tighten up the the way they doing these veterans and and that's why i was active uh like i said with my local uh congressman and and senator and a lot of people don't reach out to them, But I would say that that's another avenue you need to use because I got Congressman Heist, Secretary and all them in the cell phone where you got to (laughs) be on the ass because it's like, hey, you know, elections every two damn years, you know? (laughs) Now I didn't say that though. Of course, course, my situation, mine was obvious and the VA was just dropping the ball. And
0: um well I'm there's like I'm
1: in Georgia, so so I'll let y'all figure out which video it is, but they were dropping the ball and
0: is that man, the like- same the same VA where that video have you seen that video of the the guy that gets beat up? He's in Georgia. Man,
1: you know what? That that's the same one, man, that, that one off Claremont with the- <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> like, that. Dude, like dude, how to you gonna beat that. up the guy who's coming to you for help? Now, now at the same time, you don't Come on, vets. Y'all I know that's a bad name. You can't stick the finger in somebody's face now. You gotta be reasonable. But that's but I, I like, hemmed him up though. You can't kick him when he down though. You already yeah. hemmed him up. Now you you what I didn't have no problem. I d de- hemmed him up, but I did de- kick him while right he down and steady talking shit. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> I agree with I agree with you on that point too. I I'm not, uh, man. I'm happy. I'm not the first one to say that. Oh, but, <laughs> but, well, here you go. If I, was,
1: if that's my family member, of course I'm gonna yeah. approach it. <laughs> I
0: watched it like maybe a dozen times. I was like, man, why would he do that? But then, yeah, he gets right in his face and points in his face. I was like, oh man, okay. So that's where that guy's already mm-hmm. triggered. Yeah, and he yeah, slammed yeah. against the door. I was like, all right, that's where he probably should have stopped. Like, yeah, like hey, yeah. you don't do that, you know? Yeah. But then, yeah, he slammed him, kicked him. I was like, man, it, yeah. you took it. You took it from mm. what, like, it looked like, okay, you're just handling, a, a, like, a hostile little situation to you're now slamming like a super old guy, you know? It yeah, just doesn't, yeah. doesn't look I, right.
1: I, I'll say, like, uh, what, what do they say in the police department? Because uh I train, uh, when, when I train, cross train in one of these gyms, it, it's basically uh, where they adopt a cop, but they, they say <laughs> escalation of force. Yeah, yeah, because we used that while we was in the military anyway, when I did, like, the military police stuff. Escalation of force, man, like, uh, but I guess they don't train VA employees on that part. But you should know when you have a situation in control like that, man. Like, uh, yeah, if I if I know I got handle, uh, it handled, it ain't gonna benefit me to be jazz no more. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe dude had a bad day. Maybe his wife didn't give him no booty. You know, all the all them other. <laughs> I tell you, that's uh, how you know I'm a veteran, man. And, and uh, <laughs> you try you have to find like some uh, some humor out of it. But uh yeah, I don't know, man, but fuck it. He he gotta get let go after that. And then yeah. uh that, that veteran employee who that VA employee, when your ass is behind and you know your office is behind, but you, you're gonna go live stream showing yourself taking a bubble bath when people need their claim done, your monkey ass need to be fired too. I haven't see, seen that he's, one. He's actually a manager. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a manager, but that's my personal opinion, though. But social media makes some people do weird things. I I don't know if it's for the likes or what, but you got to yeah. calm it down, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some. Yeah. There's. There's some. I get some weird DMs, man. Like like I, I. Yeah. See, I get some weird DMs. Not. I don't mind. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it alone. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I know what you mean <laughs> women don't be just showing the skin. I'm married, white it, be on me.
0: <laughs> and then Instagram's like the weirdest one when it comes to those types of things, too, man. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: because doing BJJ, you know, we always wearing rash guards, so cats like to take pictures with their shirt off. But hey, man, you gotta, golly, you know what I'm saying? If we had an event. I ain't gonna trip if you flash me personally. I'm I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> Treated like the Mardi Gras, but come on, yo. If uh, I send man. out a, a story saying no more nudes, I really mean it because my wife is obviously on me.
0: <laughs> well, that's right, yeah, that's right. You put that one out there. <laughs> hey,
1: <laughs> Veterans don't cheat. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> never. <laughs> I never met one that cheated. Never. <laughs> No, I, oh man. But no, nah, man. That. Um, yeah, honestly, back to what I was saying to the vets, reach out to your congressman. That's what we elect them for. Let them do their job. And and uh when you reach out to them, you don't realize it, but they slide you up in line and uh that that that'll put some fire on some tails who might just be uh, sitting on your claim because a lot of people, if you throw in a lot of claims what, what, what some veterans don't know, that's why your date keep getting pushed back because a lot of people will defer that claim because mm-hmm. it takes some more time to do it. They're getting paid just a salary. So And and now for the veterans who don't know it, the VA people are getting paid on the point system. So the more claims they could do, whether it's, uh, what is it? not not approving your claim they they get like a point and i think now they have to make at least i think it's like nine points a day or something so it's half a point i think for not disapproving the claim so it's retarded though like like i say th- that makes them when they feel overwhelmed probably hurry up and make a decision on your claim without looking through the notes like that that's another thing request your record mm-hmm. i sent my record there when i first got out not no out of ignorance i didn't know no better so they were saying they they didn't see some information i sent my physical record to them oh, yeah. and then they act like they never received it but when i requested my record they had shit from meps before i was in the military and they had everything right there on a the digital file that they could have they have access to but you got to request your stuff and it's unfortunate we got to do the homework and and i know a lot of y'all like a hey, i while y'all are listening to me say it, y'all saying the same thing I said is that's bullshit. Why am I doing work? Why am I being a, a paralegal for a lawyer when I'm sending it to them and I highlight it? all right. I had surgery in this year, I had surgery in that year, but I'm not getting a rating for that for that for that shoulder or that knee, that arm. It's tricky. <laughs> yeah, it's it tricky. is. Yeah. I mean, they're human like us. Just like in the military, we had shit bags, and we had some outstanding uh characters. They're the same way. I know you're not trying to hear that shit if it's your claim, because I wasn't. And it took me a long time to finally get uh what I deserved. Uh, but let's say if if they send it to another uh location. That'd be great for you because you could always request an, another uh, person to be doing your claim. But uh, keep fighting them because because you earned it though. Any anybody who who pledged and served their time in my eyes, you earned it. Don't think of it like a <coughs> welfare because I hear some people, some veterans say it. When I'm I'm like, man, why, why are you not getting your benefits? That's, man, me. that's I mean, me right there. Welfare is different. You earned this shit. Yeah, <laughs> welfare they requested it they qualified then they got the shit but that's exactly
0: that. <laughs> that's exactly how my mindset was oh it's, it's yeah, yeah. i
1: have I've, i
0: have never claimed anything with the va but uh mm-hmm. yeah cuz i got out and i was I, i'm sure like you're saying a lot of people feel like the same way i felt like i was like man mm-hmm. i feel good like i i don't know nothing's wrong with me God, I probably in hindsight should have really pushed for hearing working, working on the flight deck i can't hear
1: man Y'all, y'all right here this, this, the this 3m guy. you should be on that 3m though because a, a lot of their earplugs because you had the earplugs then the earmuffs on, on the flight deck at least from what i recall when when i walked on there a couple of times they they had you double muff up but a lot of them had uh some of the 3m uh earplugs and, and I, I had a buddy who were who told me because he was on a stennis when i was on a stennis and uh yeah man you, you need to reach out to them because it's attorneys in chicago they are they're close to reaching a settlement so for the veterans who aren't reaching out to them and the veterans who aren't responding to the email which that's that's another loophole because i'm sure they're getting a nice stipend they're probably getting 33 percent of the billions they're about to get and you gotta at least respond to the emails because if you don't unfortunately that's another way they're gonna stick it to you by saying all right we don't even know if that's his account because he's not responding. <laughs> so at least send him a, a message like, yes, I got your email, or, or all my information is up to date because that's mm-hmm. the main email uh, any class action suit sends you is something asking your, your information up to date. And y'all deserve everything, like I say, you, uh, <clears throat> you have access to, including military discounts. You better ask for your damn discount. Hey. <laughs> My pockets are good, but I'm still gonna ask for my damn military discount because I did my time, yeah, man. And it's don't be ashamed because, like I tell you, my buddy in the, the one I met in Illinois, yeah, it's unfortunate that uh, he he ain't ashamed of his military time, but he just said, Yeah, I, I don't even like talking to people about it because uh, I feel like civilians who wasn't there was looking at him a certain way and then. You can't do shit about that, man. Hey, I could walk in a store. Matter of fact, talking about BJJ, I'm a black guy with dreads. Yeah. And like Adam was saying, how he knew everybody. It is crazy how I was walking past legends in in Vegas. Now, I know the UFC fighters because, you know, I I follow UFC, but I didn't know the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys because I just happened to do it because, I wanted to go to an MMA gym and try to learn some of the stand-up, you know? So I, I still, and what's crazy, I, I'm about to be, uh, after this weekend, I plan on being number one in the world at uh, Nogi in International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation, which is the creme de la creme of Jiu-Jitsu. But <laughs> I'm, I'm ignorant to, like, the people who came before me because I didn't come in the sport to learn a history. I, I went in the sport more to be competitive i wanted to find someone outside basketball wasn't the best on the knees oh yeah, yeah. i'm not finna play football and i'm out because i'm too damn old for that and and that that was that just happened to be the the sport that connected with me and uh i still i still my professor uh majid was still telling me all right yeah he actually started this yeah he's uh he got his belt from the gracies which the gracies are like god are 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 there yeah they're they're like god to the bjj yeah uh, community so yeah, uh,
0: even mma now i mean yeah. just they're i mean yeah if even people that don't know mma or Jiu Jitsu, i'm sure have heard of of the graces. grace like that, yeah, name yeah. <laughs> is, that name is like synonymous now with mma and in jujitsu, it's crazy. It's so when really I walked crazy. past
1: Roger Gracie at ADCC. People was like, Oh no, you know what? I asked uh, who was he? I asked uh, the guy who started Six Blades, he just happened to be walking past me when I was talking to a black belt. Uh, is it wheel? Yeah, I was talking to wheel, which he he was uh at Altos and and Gordon Ryan was going against uh Gaval which is uh Alto who started Alto so the fellow walking by me and I said hey uh I asked just a random <laughs> silly question <man. laughs> and, and and when he answered it you know he just answered it like yeah and then he then he then he walked off and dude was like hey dude you know who that is and I, and I was just like I don't know <laughs> he said he's a legend like you just stopped him and asked him like a white belt question because <laughs> I asked some simple like hey when does the event start when do the pros go out? It, it, it was some random, like, because I, I was sitting right there on the floor. So it's, it's like we had, I had the best seats. But, <laughs> but Yeah, man. So so other than, like, the main names, I guess, MBJJ, who sticks out like a Conor McGregor in MMA. People who don't yeah. know MMA know Conor because Conor did the stuff to get your to grasp for your attention, you know, like, to market it. Oh, so yeah. the ones who wasn't marketing and who was just doing it hard, I did. I don't. I'm learning them now because I'm trying to at least learn the the, the people. If I'm going to be going to bigger events, that way I ain't seeming like a what do you want to call it? Like I just don't give a care about the sport. You know, I'm showing my respect by at least learning the history.
0: Is, <sighs> it, is it different like that too? At like BJJ compared to like, I don't know if, if you've dabbled in other stuff or gone to other gyms where they do like maybe boxing or like kickboxing is it are they more like strict with their history like in brazilian jiu-jitsu they're like oh you like it's because it sounds like almost like that's where a lot of them are hold on to is like man this is like a prideful sport like it's not kickboxing and i I, when i did jiu-jitsu like the one month i remember they did muay thai there and the Mm -hmm. guy did muay thai he's like this is a chess or checkers and jiu-jitsu's uh chess He's like mm-hmm. I, he's like I could teach you how to kick and throw a punch in a week, but jujitsu is like that's I feel like that's how it's viewed to a lot of people too, like in that community. Oh yeah. Like, Jiu Jitsu, mm-hmm. maybe wrestling's up there too, but like mm-hmm. it's so technical and mm-hmm. harder to learn. Mm-hmm. That's a diss anyway. It does like stand-up stuff, because that, that that's easy at all. But um I mean it's, cause it's a lot of just from this brief time I did it and then watching mm-hmm. it. So a lot of like patience too like you're saying mm-hmm. before earlier like you're feeling people's bodies people are moving certain ways and i mean you can't it's not like you're standing up and seeing everything they're doing i mean exactly so i feel i wonder if that's what you've noticed mm-hmm. though it's like it's more people are more yeah this it, it, body movements like
1: for. uh the the better you get the better you could uh react to people's body movements the better you could uh play like a magician and and, and lead people into or have them move where you want them to move, so you can set them up for for like a submission or, mm. or a lock or something. You know, uh, <clears throat> you get better as it comes, like learning how to apply more pressure by just moving your 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 hips a certain direction. Yeah, all, all of that is is legitimate. Like uh, I would say BJJ is like chess because you have to be more methodical for the ones who, who aren't as athletic they're just, they learn the craft enough to be able to manipulate how you move the body. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're not athletic. So you gotta, you gotta do the next best thing you can do. You gotta I think the person where if they're like a wrestler, like he was talking about with wrestlers, wrestlers I would think of as like a grunt compared to UJJ <laughs> being <laughs> more sophisticated. Cause you're not just, you know, cause the wrestlers, they got a gas tank. Now that, that's what I will yeah. say. They got a gas tank. And when I first started jujitsu, it was at American Top Team, which is a, a wrestling base type gym. So a lot of cats, when when uh, I'm at competitions, because because you you build camaraderie too when you compete a lot. You build camaraderie with the with the ones who compete a lot as well. Or are people, let's say on social media, just reach out just because they see you take a picture or or see you competed somewhere? And they'll ask you questions uh, to try to pick your mind. But wrestling is more having a gas tank, out-dueling a person. And, of course, they they, they have to have certain positions to to transition, like with their underhooks. They're big on underhooks and, and, and shoots. Mm-hmm. Vice jiu that's a part because you always start standing up in competitions, but then <clears> – <throat> Well, jujitsu could happen standing up as well. Let me say that. But most jujitsu is on the ground, which yeah. they say 85% of fights go to the ground. And like, y'all start standing up, but sooner or later, somebody's going to just try that little tackle thing. <laughs> somebody's going to try to tackle you or take you down if they can't swing too well. But i I, I seen the difference based on, to answer your question, though, because it was an MMA gym, but they had the kickbox but kickboxing was like a cardio kickboxing they had like the MMA class they had the actual Muay Thai class which Muay Thai out of the striking ones that got to be the most brutal one because them nerves in the shin coming home bruised that that was that was my wife wasn't happy about that when I'm coming home with a purple thigh or I'm over there limping (laughs) in the doorway yeah she, she wasn't happy about that but muay thai you were it's brutal rubbing the broomstick or that not the broomstick but that little rod down your shin to kill the nurse i guess i I, call me what you want to call me but i I didn't have enough balls to do that one i was just like hey man this shit too painful (laughs) like maybe if y'all would have caught me when i was younger i would have been been down to do that that retarded shit. but
0: i don't know man like uh (laughs) when we went to phuket thailand we actually went to a thai a thai fight yeah. And, uh, man, it was like, I can't remember how much it was, but we sat like ringside. It was probably like five bucks, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, because Thailand is hella cheap. Hella cheap. What I've been
0: told. Yeah, you can bargain. You can do all kinds of stuff. Like, they're bringing us beers and everything. It, it, like, it felt like you'd be, like, watching like a Mike Tyson fight, like ringside yeah. or something. But, uh, it started off with kids. Like, it, I can't remember the age group. I think it was like, I want to say like six years old, maybe, wow. somewhere around mm-hmm. there. and it. it went to like teenagers and then there was an american guy uh or fighting also we didn't get to say that late but i remember the kids fighting and it's like oh like these kids could whoop our ass that's what i was i took that I, that's what i took away from that because yeah. like you're saying how violent it is mm-hmm. you can the the sound of a leg hit another person's body live yeah holy crap that is it's mm-hmm. almost like when you hear baseball get get blasted yes that's what it sounds like but it's limbs it's somebody's Mm -hmm. limb getting kicked and these kids were throwing elbows throwing knees and i don't know how they even go sit down after like the rounds over and get re Uh, just watching it it's Mm -hmm. it's brutal and then i remember seeing the first time i ever watched or seen muay thai was uh, anderson Mm -hmm. silva against uh chris lehman back in the day and then rich franklin Mm -hmm. when he just got him in the clinch and he just it's like the (laughs) That, that was like the first time I think anybody realized, like, damn, this is freaking insane. Like, nobody was doing that at the time. Nope. Knees to the face like that, and busting people's noses, and they couldn't get out of the clinch.
1: Muay thai, I always thought the front kick stuff. I always thought the karate kicks and all that. I was like, man, this don't work in a real fight. So I seen Anderson <laughs> Silva front kicking people in the chin, and and I was like, wow. Like yeah,
0: when, he, when he did it to Vitor, I was surprised. I was like, damn. I was like, poor Vitor, man.
1: Yeah, man, Vitor, man. He, 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 he yeah, man. That was a nasty <laughs> kick to the chin, though, man. That fight, <laughs> I, that, leading up to that fight,
0: I was, my brother and that my brother got me into like MMA early on, just watching it. Okay. Because yeah, he's older, so I was like, oh, he's started watching like Pride and stuff, and
1: oh, y'all, were, yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't, I knew about it, <clears throat> but I wasn't watching. It. I think my father oh, was
0: pride pride was freaking nuts that oh, that's really like, no hold bar type show i one in
1: shamrock in pride i think when when he back there in pride days or beginning uh, of the of he was
0: days. in ufc i don't know if he went to to pride but they had vanderley silva um Van alistar Overeem, and stuff like that were their v for a little bit mm-hmm. rampage jackson that's when I fell in love with it. I remember Asia. the
1: wrestler and that Asian with the big head, like the heavyweight Asian with the big head, and that wrestler with the mustache. Oh, that's Dan Severin. Yeah, Dan. where they grabbing each other's heads and just oh, steady <laughs> I remember that one, man. That that's that's some crazy shit. Yeah, dude. That's like some bar fighting shit right there. That was <laughs> that, that was hey, even
0: MMA, man. That was like, like dude, shit, y'all that not that?
1: gonna let go of each other's heads and just swing it out. Like that's some you hit me, I hit you, yeah. Stay- and just man, hell no, nah.
0: I'm pretty sure they were knocked out a few times, but the other person is just holding them up. With hey, their- <laughs> seriously, man. <laughs> didn't even realize it. Like, you could
1: have won the fight. But
0: you- <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yes, yeah, getting back to like your, your Brazilian jiu jitsu and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. so I know you do a lot of competition to rank sure. freaking number, you said number two in like the world. So yeah,
1: yeah. I should be number one after this weekend. So I'm how, saying that
0: humbly. <laughs> how, did, how does that even how did you even get to this point though because like you said you were you picked it up what six years ago
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you've been out you, you got out the same time I, the same year i did i think you said 2011 right so what what were you doing before you got into to jiu and then why did you what 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 you what, what all right what am i trying to say here what about jujitsu? <laughs> what about jujitsu is really stuck with you like um because i know there's like the gym aspect where it's like Mm -hmm. the camaraderie is probably somewhat similar to being in the military i'd imagine Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of curious on how your journey to it happened and now why are you so good now i mean that's crazy in just six years i feel like that's fast for jujitsu. i don't know
1: yeah yeah social media wise i I guess other other fellas been saying man you got your belt too fast and
0: Oh man! Personally,
1: what I tell them when they say that, I say, "Hey, I wish my damn professor would have chilled out and not gave me the belt so fast, because I would have did all the the buys I would I would have went to the Europeans and I would have beat some ass at a lower belt <laughs> <laughs> if he would if he would have promoted me so swiftly. Because you see these pro fighters, and then they're like a blue belt, and I'm like, how the hell?" Is that possible when you would easily drag people through the gym? But, you know, sometimes they call it sandbagging, but then, Mm. like I say, it's tricky. It's based off your gym, too, though, because see some professors like uh, John uh, at New Wave, I guess, you know, since their, their talent level is like next level, they continue to have their their fellows just do like super fights or professional fights, kind of like uh, when I did fight to win, that's considered like a professional fighter or, or any of these in, in, invitational events. Those are professional fights, but they're not promoting them. Although how I'm competing and and I actively uh, was competing from the beginning just because, like I tell you, I, I'm competitive mm-hmm. and either you have it or you don't, because I done ran into people when, when I, because when I travel, I go to traveling gyms, so I done been, and, and we go into Africa in, uh, in January, so when we go to Africa in January, of course, as much as my wife like, no, don't go to the gyms, fuck it, I'm going to a gym out there, so everywhere I go, I'm going to a damn gym, so I I, I get to see people out there in, in, in different gyms, and some people are good who just work a nine to five. That's probably some of the best damn competition I ran into. <laughs> they just don't compete, and then some people can't afford it because it's not it's not cheap to compete. When you do uh, IBJJF vice doing a new breed or a naga like a local more of a local and they come more often type tournament, they're half the price, but you get to do everything vice me just doing <clears throat> doing it in the gi or the uniform or me doing no gi, just for that one division, the price I'm paying is more than what people paying, you know, for both divisions oh, at wow. these other tournaments. And and you mm-hmm. still get a ranking. Like, like yeah, yeah, they, they still give you a ranking and all that if that's what people go for. Me, I go for basically to say I'm – I'm the baddest motherfucker out there. (laughs) Hey, you know, because here you go. Some of the some of the guys who most of them look up to, they're probably an asshole. And me, I'm more pretty candid. Like, like I'm gonna be modest, I'm gonna be humble anytime anybody greets me. And and then when we're about to compete, every everybody, even even the ones who I'm cool with know I'm coming to bust your ass. Because the thing is. I'm doing it to basically, yeah. I want to dog everybody there, and then I I want my name to be out there as far as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's that's what I what I strive for. And then uh, to get better, anytime it's something somebody uh, did to me in a competition, I look at it to try to see where can I improve. And the saying is, you don't lose, you learn. That's the saying, but fuck that shit. If I lost, I took an L. <laughs> I'd rather learn, you know, because a lot of them said you'd rather learn in a loss than the, than the, uh you know win and not be good. No, I'd rather win, and then you teach me in practice what the hell I could have did better, and 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 that's my mindset. And, and then I'm honest, so <clears throat> that goes into why I think my following blew up. Uh, and then, uh why my sponsors fuck with me? You know, because in the end, I usually don't. I'm only cussing because I, I had not heard previous people do it. Because of course, if I had to keep it Disney, I would be like a politician where I'm saying. I, <laughs> then I would go about this course to be methodical whenever I I, I go about doing that thing. You know, you know, you're gonna oh, yeah. be more thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> and to anybody who know somebody who's in a professional spot, a CEO of a company or a politician, them motherfuckers cuss more than, man, I done ran into bishops and pastors out there slanging out words that surprised me. Hey, And, and that's just with me being uh, truthful, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people, they don't want to say it. But hey, I'm out, I'm out here to tell you, <clears throat> my father is Dr. Bishop. <laughs> Thomas Moore, yeah, yeah. So so I ain't saying my father, yeah, yeah. Let me go and correct that. Yeah, not not my father. Evan um my father haven't been uh like that. He's definitely uh tight lipped with it, but before uh Hurricane Katrina came, <clears throat> them bishops out there said, I'm gonna get my motherfucking check before this hurricane. <laughs> <come."> <laughs> Hey, but you know, I ain't gonna argue with the folks. Believe me. Like I hey. say, I, I grew up in the church, but I, I'm a grown man because I'm grown now, you know what I'm saying? So don't shoot me shit. Yeah, don't, don't tell me the grass blue <laughs> Yeah. I'm the green grass and, and and the brown hay out there while the cow's eating. Yeah.
0: It, that's that funny as hell because it's super true. Like uh when I go <laughs> home when I go home or even when I just talk to my parents on the phone, like we'll video yeah. chat. And my dad starts just cussing like crazy. My mom's like, You never do this until you start talking to him. I'm like, fuck, Man, I'm just such a bad influence. Like, hey, like, man,
1: they I swear they say that, man. But the thing <laughs> is, I'm I don't think us is a bad influence because my wife said, Uh, here we go. I have a bar downstairs and I and I got a bar in the house. I bought all this expensive liquor thinking, All right, I'm gonna I'm make this the best damn bar ever. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. And then I quit fucking. Well, I didn't quit drinking. There you go. I'm a social drinker, so I'm only gonna drink it when people come. Like I I used to drink watching a game or something. I don't even do that shit no more. Like that bugs me out because it's like now I got a fucking bar. What the fuck? But (laughs) (laughs) but when people come over, we I'm always gonna be that guy. Hey, let's take a shot then. Like, hey, now we took a shot. Oh, you think that liquor's smooth? Try this liquor that I brought back from a uh, Bahamas. Hey, man, Bahama rum. If any any veterans go out there, try that Bahama rum, man. If you if you don't just like that hard liquor, the Bahama rum, it sneak up on you, and that shit's legit. Fuck. I don't promote liquors. I'm not getting paid for that. I'm just telling <laughs> telling anybody who go to Bahamas. <laughs> now, was like, that that was like that's a good the, drink, man.
0: I was like that with tequila, man. Like when I. First met my wife and stuff. And she she was going to college in in San Diego. Like we'd go to these like parties and stuff. And she's like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? Like I got a bottle of Patron. I was just sipping on it. I was like, "I don't. this is what I do. This is what I fucking do. I just, I put it in the freezer. I'd let it chill all day. Just knowing that night, I'm just going to pop that lid. I'm not drinking anything else. I'm just walking around just, Playing some beer pong, maybe I'll drink some beer because they're doing that. But mm-hmm. while I'm in between throws, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'll, I'd get through like half a bottle. I'm like, this shit is r- fucking ridiculous.
1: Like, how am I alive the next day? You Man, know? you like, well, are solid for that. See, I, yeah, I, I don't drink anything straight in Well, here we go. I take the shots. I'm all about shots. And when I, when I take shots, now what I drink is Azul. So, so I, I, I got like, Three, four bottles of Azul down there that Don Julio, and and I used to just drink whatever uh during the military days. Like <laughs> I didn't have a really certain preference. Maybe it was Long Island iced teas. So that's how you know my, my my style was just it was bad. So I started getting schooled on all right, these are the better liquors, but I still like flavor though. See how you was yeah. drinking it straight, people be drinking at Don Julio straight, and I'm just like, man, this this thing will have my stomach on washing machine mode, man. If I, I try to drink with you. So yeah. Yeah. Cause so people showed me like better whiskeys to have. So yeah. maybe I ain't got the juice. I still got to mix it. But when I take shots, I bought a wild Turkey on your ass, man. If we're out in the restaurant and then i switch it up to Azul on you. So you'll be like, Oh, that's smooth as hell. But I get it chill. Cause when you get it chill, that's the shit to sneak up on people. You get that hot shit, yeah. like hot sake or hot whatever. That shit is brutal, man. That's right, like getting right. me through the mud. <laughs> right.
0: it, it's different when it's hot, but oh, yeah, you're, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, um, like if I do shots, especially mainly with tequila, it's like I'm doing it with no lime, no salt, man. Like, mm-hmm. just give me. I want. I, I want the burn. Give me the burn. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute, but you know I've been on I was on the bourbon kicks too for a while. I got like mm-hmm. kind of crafty with. It. I was like, oh man, it's kind of cool. Because mm-hmm. I, I start when I was first, like my first guy in the military is like Jack and Cokes for my go to. I was like, man, hey, that's all seriously,
1: man, that that's a go to military drink.
0: Like, that's all I know. I was like, fuck, I don't know. Like, first time I got underage served in the military is out like, Hooters because everybody's like older, and I was like, I don't know. I, fucking jager i was like i don't know what do i get man, man? I like,
1: That like that cough syrup tasting beverage yeah everybody like Jaeger and jager bombs but fuck. the women definitely loved it man i was just like Stupid. don't bring me no lemon drop shit no ea bring me the most potent shit you got and we're taking a shot we don't take shots of lemon drops
0: yeah, yeah. yeah i did one called scooby snack and that shit would sneak up <laughs> on you i don't know what the fuck was in that thing but man
1: until the you. name alone got me, man. Scooby, <laughs> snack. No,
0: Scooby Snack. that I don't know what the hell is in that thing, but we
1: did a it handful cold? of them. Yeah, wow. up. that might have been a moonshine on a coup. Cool. You know how was- you got these flavor moonshines at, at, at bars, man. they I'm also
0: like really weak when it comes to vodka. Like I, uh-huh. I can't have like a shot or a shot of vodka just one shot and then not having it for the rest of the night, but get hammered. And I, I guarantee I'll black out. Something about vodka just makes me black out every single time if I get drunk. Vodka will just, I'll wake up just like, what? Not even a headache, just confused. Like, what happened? I don't remember, I don't remember anything. I learned that in high school. I learned that that one early. But it happened to me a handful of times afterwards. And I was like, man, did I have a shot of vodka? And when, when I was in the Navy, and they're like, oh, yeah, we did vodka shots. I'm like, what the fuck, man? they like, That's I told you crazy. guys. I told you guys, I can't do that stuff, man. I black out. Why am I waking up in a bathtub? <laughs> you gotta start telling them I got allergies to vodka. <laughs> like those potatoes, man. What the hell's in those potatoes?
1: Just something, bro. They- <laughs> that's funny though. Yeah, but yeah, I. You know what? Fuck it. I might mess around and drink, nah. Cause see, I got a tournament the weekend after that. Yeah, I, I'll mess around and drink after that Charlotte one, though, man. Cause everything's happening on that Saturday. Vice most tournaments is usually. The, the Gi on Saturday then no Gi on Sunday but yeah like, like I said I uh, <laughs> got a damn bar and it's not even being used it's not getting cobwebs or nothing but yeah man it just yeah. feels weird yeah I feel like yeah. I should do something about it <laughs> <laughs>
0: But hey man, you know what? We'll be uh, I'll be pulling for you on those mm-hmm. tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait to see how you doing them and everything. So, I know you got some sponsors as well. If you want to give them some love before we, before we call it a night, and guy, was it three hour difference for you over there?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, oh, man, oh, so
0: yeah. where are
1: you located now? What, what part of Kelly?
0: I'm like very east of LA, so I guess like the I'm like between the desert, which is like Palm Springs, and um. Like Rancho Cucamonga, I guess, would be like Okay, yeah, place. I'll
1: be in L.A. in December. So, man, you catch me out there, you and the wife could come and, and, and I'll get y'all a meal because me and the wife going to be out there uh in December for, like, the No Gi Worlds. But, yeah, as far as sponsors, got to shout out Battle Bar first because I, I seen Ian was uh on here earlier. Yeah. You're only <laughs> right, man, because Battle Bar, I rock with him the long way. And I'm here to tell you. He wasn't lying. The rice crispy uh <laughs> treat. <laughs> it, it's legit, man. Like uh, it is. They, they dip it in multiple flavors. Now, you could have gave Navy some love on that blue one, though. That you know, I never told him that, but you could have gave Navy love on the blue one. Like Air Force, man, they're sitting in lawn chairs, bro. They they don't deserve it. Like they're watered down. They're they're softer than wet bread. My, my wife is retired Air Force, so hey. I'm telling you, and I stayed with one, you know, like, hey, yeah. they, Navy earned that blue. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyways, Battle Bar, even if they didn't sponsor me, and, and, and no BS, even if they didn't sponsor me, I, I would fuck with Battle Bar. Now, he didn't want to name the other ones, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I guess I, I, guess I ain't going to name it, but that fucking cliff bar was dry as fuck. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put cliff out there, man. They're just fucking dry as fuck, man. And because the military was notorious for selling cliff and like the, the, the store on the ship. Oh, yeah. I ate the shit because you had to tolerate it, like I said. And, and then the supply guy would hook me up. And I'm just letting you know, Navy, now I've been out long enough. Don't try to come after me for no damn $1.50 bar off the ship store. Ooh. But uh, the cliff yeah, bar cliff was,
0: yeah. I, I but, knew that's what he was saying. Before yeah, without saying it, yeah, and yeah. I was like, man, because I've I have i have had those like when he was like those dry yeah. ones, you know. I was yeah. like, in my yeah. mind, I was like,
1: I know. <laughs> oh, man, I bought them at the gas station before I'm about to go work out because you gotta have something in you, honestly. Yeah, if you work out and you low, you'll get lightheaded. It's it's miserable. And if you eat some heavy, you'll vomit because you're overworking the body. But battle bar is, is legit, but that's my sponsors, Alex out there. He got his CrossFit gym. He's a veteran as well. Ian, you know, he he is in the Army, you know, but Navy would have rocked with him had he came over that way. But you know, to each his own.
0: I they don't care if you
1: officer, big. if you enlisted, Army, y'all got to tighten up, man, because you be treating your people. Any <laughs> general is looking at this now, because yeah. I'm I'm out now, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm out now. Like I told you, I'm tight with the politicians too. So hey, you know what I'm saying? Oh shoot! My name got some clout. Y'all need to take up on how you treat your people, cause them bastards is loyal. Why Navy? We'll talk bad about you. You know, we'll we'll let you know. Hey, Chief, you a shit bag. You know, hey Army can't do that. I mean, they treat their E5s like a, like a E7 E8. You know, cause and Marines do the same thing too, though. You know, they're they're. Their loyalty to the chain of command and 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 you know yes yeah, i'll let you know is, is different than navy you know navy now of course we still respect it overall yeah for any other branch that's hearing me we still respect it but like like i say we we uh we talk more like uh siblings now officers is different yeah yeah but i'm yeah. talking about enlisted wise and once you get that camaraderie or if y'all somebody's ruffling your feathers yeah yeah you you're not still going to do it like the Army and Marines do it. Oh, yeah. Air Force, y'all are just different. There's no disrespect. But uh, <laughs> Battle Bar, rock with them. With True, uh, <clears throat> true Warrior Nutrition, yeah, they're, they're a pro-green supplement company. Uh, all about the amino acids and everything. Um, they're a sponsor, and and both of those are veteran-owned companies uh, that, that sponsor me and I'm very appreciative and and, and humbled that the veterans are sponsoring a veteran. And I I, re- I represent each brand very well. Now, people who's buying this product, I might have to get in my followers' asses. Like, like, I'm usually softer when I'm talking on my Instagram, yeah, about it, <laughs> or Facebook. Because all the families on Facebook, Instagram, I, I can go a little bit harder because... Not not as many aunties and and stuff is falling. So I I go a little stronger on there sometimes, you know, but uh, I appreciate my veteran groups for supporting the veteran. And I'm going to always do my part, beat an ass when I do a tournament like this weekend. Nobody don't know it. And since this uh, interview is coming out later, I'm coming in here with bruised ribs, baby. But I'm going to dog these boys because, hey, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they don't have the juice. Yeah, like like they don't they don't have the juice. They're they're not training. They they probably are training with professional athletes like I do, but I I cross train and, and uh something about BJJ. If you talk to anybody else who do it, they're very loyal. Cross-training is like gangs without mm-hmm. gangs is a bit aggressive, but they will beat your ass up when you go to their gym because they don't treat you the same because, but I, I think I, I have enough influence to, oh. to where they, they don't just him me up, but Perry, Perry is all about a uh, BJJ gear. That's one of another one of my sponsors. They uh, sponsor a lot of professional athletes. And I, I thank Perry. I met George out there in Vegas when I was out there in Vegas uh, last week. And um I'm very appreciative that that Perry took a chance on me, even though they usually get bigger names and uh, <clears throat> people who know Justin Gaethje, Gaines and Bolt. They they uh sponsored me. Uh, Matt Matt out there gave me a shot when uh other people. I don't know. Uh, the thing was after my first two sponsors got on board, the rest of them it's like they just start falling in line about all right. It's a little buzz about this guy. And then I'm 38, so you can't say kid. <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm not a cougar, though. Let me put it out there in case y'all are looking at me. Oh, I'm oh my God. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful that, that Gaines and Boats uh, took a chance on me as well. Jim, you see them in every GMC store. I rock with Jim Hart. I, I was already buying a, uh, a product before uh, I decided to reach out to them on uh, social media and then they said uh we'll give you a shout and the doctor decided similar to uh uh battle bars how battle bars wanted to make a better protein uh supplement without the extra stuff that they they can hide because the FDA not FDA but yeah yeah FDA yeah. that you're able to hide without telling the people who you're selling it to what you're hiding you know, Battle Bar is doing it more of a natural way. That's the same way Jim did it with the doctor who who made his own product where he, he's actually selling the supplements and he, he don't have that extra stuff in there that's gonna have you fatty. Excuse me. Yeah, drinking a coffee because I, I still gotta <laughs> cut some weight. Yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna work out once we get done and then hop in the sun afterwards in the basement. Uh but yeah, uh Jim, <clears throat> they doing it a healthier way and i actually support that type of the type of stuff is 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 going uh the healthier route and nowadays man there's so much stuff getting thrown in, in our foods and everything else you might as well play it safe cuz i'm going to eat whatever the hell i want to eat uh, i i was cutting at the beginning but i'm here to tell y'all we weigh in the day of i'm not now when i do the professional events they let us weigh in the night before which that is great but when you weigh in a day of, I'm tired of that shit, man. You know, yeah. not, not eating ice cream because I'm trying to maintain a weight. Forget it. I go in my natural weight and the guys who cut, I, I have more energy because we weigh in 30 minutes before your matches start, you know, and you don't know oh. how many matches you don't have. I'm tired of being low on energy, man. <laughs> so That's I just said, hey, if it's meant to be, because I'm going to have fun with it, but I'm going to give it my best effort but jim uh i was already buying buying their amino acids and, and their proteins before that and uh, i'm trying to think because i don't want to exclude nobody because i have so many oh man underdog the christian base uh, company i was rocking with underdog heart but i gotta tell you, underdog <laughs> yeah. hey man i gotta keep it pg-13 too much so uh Underdog, still gotta say I appreciate you being one of the first uh sponsorships, though. But I yeah. <laughs> I gotta gotta tell y'all I appreciate you, but I'm gonna tag you so you can see this uh interview as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh I gotta remember, man. Dang, hold up. Let me pop up the IG real quick. Cause if I exclude them, it could get ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it can get ugly man golly it'll be quick uh, oh man i don't know how i forgot it autobus i'm gonna be rocking your gear at uh nogi tomorrow and then you you're sending me a competition rash guard where i'm gonna, gonna cool. have uh the veterans groups i'm gonna have battle bar logo i'm gonna have a uh, True Warrior uh, Nutrition's logo, and and when when I do professional events, I'm gonna be wearing Artibus uh <clears throat> gear, and Artibus clothing. I support them hard, cause them cats, them cats been hey, them cats been they've been behind me 100% of the way. Once we actually united, cause they're a small uh group, but the fella uh, over them, he does uh jujitsu as well, and he's a purple belt just like me. And uh, I remember he was injured and he was saying, I'm going to send you the gear. I'm going to send you the gear. And I was like, hey, man, honestly, bro, I'm blessed. I'd rather you just worry about the nerves in your neck and your health and all that. Because he said his memory was jacked, which uh, he had just told me that like two weeks ago, like, hey, I was forgetting stuff all the time. And I was like, hey, man. I appreciate your sponsorship, but I'm not that guy who's going to bug you about, hey, send me this, send me that. If you're hurt, man, we're fucking men first. Yeah. <laughs> hey, take care of yourself because shit. If you die trying to send me some damn clothing, I'm not going to get the message first off, but then your health is priority. So, and, and I think that's why he went so hard for me because he, he, he noticed I was authentic with advice just trying to get everything I can out of him because with all of them. I tell them, hey, I'm thankful and I'm very appreciative of it. And uh, just like I told you, when when I'm out there in uh, LA, because we're definitely gonna stay in contact. Yeah, sh- come meet me. Hell, I will take y'all. Yeah. That's 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 how I feel about it. And and with veterans in general, if you don't follow me, I'm not gonna just throw the social media out there because I'm not bugging <laughs> for it like that. But when I post, I buy y'all the first three rounds. I mean that shit, and when people run into me, and I said, "Hey," I said three rounds, but we finna take shots, buddy. We're going to get it, baby. That I just want to give you a oh, cocktail shit. for you and your woman. Nah, bring her ass over here too. We getting shots, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am, I am authentic with whatever I say. I'm, I'm not gonna just sell it because shit, I'm, I'm good. That, that's all I can tell you uh, without telling too much. But yeah. Um, I'm very uh, appreciative that I was able to be able to come over here on the podcast and uh, be able to speak my story about what happened uh, throughout my Navy lifestyle, and then just talk about life, which is basically uh, being sailors and and you know, kind of like being on the mess deck BS, and when we're not working, getting that relief away from work. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very appreciative that I was able to uh, yeah be a guest on here.
0: Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. My freaking computer's about to die right now too, so I'm like, oh man. <laughs> but yeah, I, I appreciate a whole lot though. I mean, it's cool. Um, yeah, I don't get have too many Navy cats on here, so no nah, man. We're different, man. So it's it's like it's easy. I don't know what it is. Like you said, I don't know. It's just Navy's just the best, I guess. I I'm sorry, everybody. You know, Navy's oh, the yeah. best branch. You, know you know,
1: so. I meant to say this. Yeah, I'm Not well, I didn't mean to say it. I just happened to be in my wife's office. I'm going to plug her her grandma in. She got put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Her name's Candy Staden. She just sold a book. Ah, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Awesome. So she just uh, put her book on her, and I guess, I think she was on a Steve Harvey show or something with it, and, uh, and I forgot what other shows. It, it was some other <laughs> show. But uh, if you are a fan and support their movement, because uh, that's my wife, grandma. <laughs> that's just some random plug, man. That wasn't even part of it, but like I said, uh, giving y'all a shout out, though, because I'm gonna dog these cats come Saturday or Sunday and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tag you in it for sure. Awesome, I take, dude!
0: I, I appreciate it so much, dude. Um, yeah, you have a good rest of your night. I know you're gonna go work out, so
1: you have to, have to
0: go after it, dude. We'll be rooting for you. I'll definitely can't wait to see what happens.